sisters, what's going on? This is Chad L. Coleman, Tyrese from The Walking Dead. What's up? Let's talk about it. Emily Kenny, I play back on The Walking Dead, and this is Sister Speak. Hey, this is Nick Gomez from The Walking Dead and Dexter. Hi, Sister K. Hi, Sister J. Hey, y'all, this is Lou Temple. You know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to Sister Speak. Keep on listening. You follow me? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your man Vincent M. Ward from the hit show The Walking Dead. as the character Oscar and... From True Blood, Hollis. I'm here on Sister Speaks. What's happening with y'all? Hey, sisters. It's Shalita from Philly. Just get bit. Hi, sisters. It's Joanne from upstate New York. If Daryl gets bit, I'm out of here. Hello, sisters. It's Stephen here from Romskirk, England. Remember, for goodness sake, don't get bit. What's happening, sisters? This is Robert from the Bay. Walker inside. Got my shoe, but didn't get me. I win. Hi, sisters. This is Tammy from New Jersey. And I just wanted to tell all the haters of Sister Speak, just get bit. Hi, this is Jackie from the San Francisco Bay Area. And for those of you who fail to grasp the awesomeness that is the Sister Speak podcast, the Sister Speak family has only one thing to say to you. Look at the flowers, haters. Just look at the flowers. Welcome to Sister Speak, The Walking Dead, where we discuss season four of the AMC series, The Walking Dead, from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode 32. Let's get started. Okay. All right. Welcome, Sister J. Welcome, Sister K. We are back to talk about... The Walking Dead episode 14, I believe it's 14, titled mm-hmm. Us. Mm-hmm. And do you want to start with your wine selection <laughs> of the day? Yep. I have a new wine selection for today. It's actually 15, sorry y'all. It's episode 15. Oh, episode 15, okay. Yeah. I have a new wine selection for today. When I was watching The Walking Dead, I was drinking this wine called Cherry on Top. Oh. It's really good. And it's... Uh, uh, it's bottled in California. I was drinking a 2010 bottle of Cherry on Top. And it's bottled by Cherry on Top Cellars. That, that's with a C. C-E-L-L-A-R-S. Like in the bottom, in the basement. In Sonoma, California. So you'll be able to find it. It's really good. And I just got it at the grocery store. You know, so it's not like really expensive or Is anything. Is it sweet? It's, it's very sweet. Mm. <laughs> it's a red, I don't trust so sweet. It's a red wine. It's got a big old cherry on Does the it label. Does it taste like cherries? Yeah. Sort of. It's sweet. Oh, I, see. <laughs> you already looking funny. <laughs> it is a sweet red wine. So, uh, you know, for those that like a red wine and like it kind of sweet, then yeah. It's very good. Cherry on top. All right. Okay. Well, so let's start with. Our group with Dr. Eugene, Abraham, Rosita, Glenn, and Tara. Okay. So we get we start off with Dr. Eugene, or Mullet Man, or whatever we want to call he him. He is talking way too much. Chit-chatting, Jack. He's just jet, yap, yap, yapping, blah, 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 Jog. yada, yada, yada. That's all he's doing. Jog. It don't make no sense. Well, he's talking about the possibility of the virus killing off the dinosaurs back in the day. 
Mm. Not that I believe it's true, he says, but it's sure interesting to think about the possibility. And he talks. Well, let's not go into word for word what no, he said. No, no, I'm just saying that's the nerdiness that he is talking. Mm. And Tara is not really even paying attention to his ass. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. So, you want to go ahead and you want to skip over everything? What do you. Well, it's just that, you know, we need to get on with it. Then at nighttime, you know, she's sitting. Supposed to be the lookout and everybody else trying to get some sleep. And Abraham comes over to her and sits down by the tree. And, you know, they start yik-yakking and talking. You know, yeah, because but- he's telling her, well, you need to go get some sleep because I haven't seen you sleep in, in a couple of days. And she said, well, you know. Well, he's telling her that when we find a car that's going to be, that's viable, this group's going to go down to two people. Yeah. And she says, well, it could go down to, or to three. I guess she, to three. However many. And however many. And so <clears throat> then he starts saying that he thought that maybe she, his theory was that she was in love with Glenn and it would be tragic that she was in love with someone who's trying to find his wife. His girl. <laughs> his he girl. He's saying girl he says, who was if in that love was, with some dude who's trying to find his girl. If that was the case. She's like, yeah, if that was the case. He's like, yeah, but then I've seen you looking down Rosita's shirt mm-hmm. when she bends over to give and you see, some food. I knew she was lesbian anyway because so when all that talk was about, well, maybe her and Glenn are going to get together. I'm thinking, Sister Come Jay, on, you don't remember? We knew she was gay. Yeah, we knew that because she was dating that um, other girl that we never found out her name. That Mike uh, Lizzie killed. Um, she says what her name is later on in this episode, but I don't think so. But anyway, anyway, she whatever. was dating that girl. That's true, or whatever. But anyhow, right. so we all knew. We all knew. I don't the, care about her. Well, she my point bit. is, we she all, is just as annoying as Glenn, in, in my opinion. They were annoying in this whole episode to me. Glenn was not annoying. Oh yes, he was. I thought he was fine. Oh, wait till so we get to it. Mm-hmm. The, the part that's good, though, I laughed when he said, I seen you looking down her shirt. That was funny. That was funny. But then he goes, that was funny. But he's like, oh, they're mesmerizing. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, he been looking too. But um, then he, then I thought this was interesting because then he goes, so was it something that you did or something that you didn't do? Yep. And I was like, oh, he catches on quick. Oh, yeah. He ain't stupid. And she says something that she did mm-hmm. and that, you know, she understands all that army mission stuff and he gets it. So she's got her reasons, but she's got a mission too. Mm-hmm. Let's get on to the next day. Let's get on to the next day. Cause this is where Glenn finally comes up on that terminus sign yep. where Maggie done wrote in some blood, uh, Maggie or, or uh, Glenn, go to Terminus, and this is what I thought was really cool. It it, it signed Maggie Bob or Maggie Sasha Bob. Yeah, I and like so that. that was really surprising. And of course, Glenn is just all gleeful, and he starts running down the track, smiling. That was smiling. a sweet scene. I thought, yeah, it was. Him, it was him running and and like, oh my gosh, they're they're close. Well, and not only that, but she's alive. Because you yeah, know, you, yeah, you always hold out that little hope. That's but, true. Yeah, that, you know, the fact when that, you get it confirmed for you, uh-huh. then that's even better. Yep, the fact that he has confirmation that she's alive—that's mm-hmm. yep. what did it. 
That so, was that that was kind of so cute. So Glenn, we can stay with them. Oh. Glenn is all gung. He's like, okay, we gonna keep on going. Uh, we, you know, let's go. Abraham wants to rest. Well, they come up on this tower. It's like a bridge tower, yeah. Yeah, but because like uh, on on long distance railroad tracks, about every so many miles, you know, they got one of those. Anyway, anywho, so. so Abraham's it's like an overpass. Talking thing. about, look, ain't none of us got any sleep for a while. Let's rest. Mm-hmm. Glenn wants to keep going, mm-hmm. and um, Abraham starts. Abraham starts talking about again. We got a mission. And yeah, I we know got this to Now, to me, I was annoyed with Abraham right here because I'm like, damn man, we know, we know you gotta get this fool to Washington. We don't know why because the fool won't say nothing. But we know. Well, and then he's talking all effing loud and shit. He's real loud. Now, that's the thing that made me mad. Yeah, he all loud and shit. He, so then, now, we're going to go up there, and we're going to go in that tower, and we're just going to rest for the day. And then here come a walker out of that tower. Right. They Well, first they hear the hissing and shit. That's they don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. They finally notice it's coming from above. Mm-hmm. And so Abraham's so busy trying to save Eugene or get him out the way that he knocks Tara over. <laughs> and she hurts her leg. She hurts her knee. Mm. And so Glenn, uh, so then Glenn's like, um, okay, well, uh, are you okay, Tara? Can you keep going? And she's like, yes. So mm-hmm. Rosina gets mad. She's like, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. She's she's busting her butt to pay you back for whatever, and you can't even rest for a couple of hours. Yeah, which because he's yeah he got is, one one track mind. Which I get her point, but then I get Glenn's point when you finally well, have confirmation. I get Glenn's point too. However, let's not be stupid about it. I know he could see. I know she was injured. Yes, he could see. He should have been smart enough and decent enough to say. Okay, well, let's just rest for a couple of hours. No, what he, no. he gave him an option. Look, I will go on. Y'all stay here. <laughs> no, he says, okay, I tell you what. We're going to walk till sunset. No, well, that's then, later. But at yeah. first he was saying, I'll just go. You guys stay here. And but, Tara and was, was saying, yeah, Tara was like, no, no, no. I'm going to go with you. And then mm-hmm. that's when he said, okay, look, we'll walk until sunset and then we'll stop. And so Abraham says, Okay. No, he you says, if we do, I'll give Eugene my riot gear <laughs> right now. So yeah, that that's true. He's more protected. That's and true. And that's why Abraham, I think, was like, okay. I think I think you're right. I think that's why he did agree. Yeah. Because he's all about protecting Eugene. Dr. Eugene. Yep. And so Rosita. Who I think uh, is lying about the whole thing myself. Yeah, you and yeah. a whole bunch of people. Uh-huh. So then... Um, Rosita is funny to me because she's like, well, first of all, let's like, talk well, about Rosita. That's not, wait, she's not, well, that's not going to help uh, Tara any. And Abraham real quick says, you ain't her mama. You ain't her mama. I was dying laughing was on that. cracking Well, up. first of all, when we come up on the scene in the first place, they done put some clothes on the Triple H this time. This J. Oh, yeah. She is not a triple H. The triple H. And if y'all don't know what I mean, listen to the last week's podcast. But anyway, Harry Hines home. Anyway, but that, I was, I was dying. Oh, I was on Twitter. Hey, they done put some clothes on Rosita. They did. She changed clothes. Well, she got some damn clothes on. Yeah. Period. Mm -hmm. Which is very, very good. You know? And at least she had better dialogue this time. She didn't have none in the other one, except for one. 
Two, three words. That's sentence. because she was supposed to be the, the Triple H in that three. episode. Is this yours? That's all she had to say. Because so she was supposed cannot, to be the Triple H. No, in that. she was not. Yes, yeah, she was. So how is she supposed to have better dialogue when she only had three words? Well, anyway, I'm glad they put some goddamn clothes on. Sister J, <laughs> excuse me, but they put some damn clothes on her ass. Yeah. That was that was an improvement. Anyway, I didn't find nothing wrong with her clothes. Oh hell yeah! So. But we ain't gonna revisit it. But I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Because, yeah, she does, she has some clothes on, so she looks halfway, you know, decent for the zombie apocalypse. So they decide to keep on going, and they come up on a tunnel, and right at the mouth of the tunnel, there's another sign that's been painted saying, keep going to Terminus. Yeah. And Glenn realizes the blood is still, or the whatever is still wet, and he's like, oh, it's still wet. So he's been no, ready. Tara's the one that said oh, that blood is still wet, so it couldn't have been more more than several hours. That was that was Glenn at that oh. point. She, you're talking about the blood of the walkers inside, but oh. anyway. Okay. So then, um, Glenn's act like he don't walk in there, and I'm screaming at my TV, going, "What the fuck, Glenn? It's well, a damn ass dark tunnel." Well, can Abraham- you, hear, you, you can hear the the, the, the walkers snarling. Yeah, and that was so stupid. And that's exactly what Abraham said. Uh, well, we can go around. Glenn. Now that's what got on my nerves. Yeah, this episode. I was mad about because that because this is the point. What he said was, if 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 Maggie went this way, then I got to go this way too. Well, you stupid ass dummy. She's smarter than that. He should have known. Well, we, well. Oh, so he, he was Abraham, making me mad. Abraham's trying to say, well, we need to go around. I cannot risk. We don't have enough bullets for all that. Yeah, we we got to make sure Eugene is safe. So we're going to have to part ways. And so and he tells him, well, as soon as we can find a car with some gas, we can double back. And no, you know, see no, if you make it. No, what he said was we're going to double back to try to find a car yeah. on the other road. And if you guys run into trouble, double back and meet us and we can all go. Yeah. Back on. Back to Washington. Well, yeah, you know, going to Washington. But, um, so Glenn and Tara decide to keep on going. If I was Tara, I'd be like, look, Glenn, I'm with you, but your ass, we got to go around. <laughs> yeah. I ain't going in a dark ass effing tunnel. Why would you go in a dark ass tunnel? But not only that, why would you go in a dark ass tunnel with limited bullets and talking loud? Thank you. Shit. Talk That's loud. what I was saying. They was they talking was walking loud. in that fucking walking and talking. T- tunnel. And I was like, why are they effing talking? Shut yeah. the hell up. You need to creep you your to way I know, sneak. through the tunnel. Shit. If you fall over something, that's different. But you need to creep your exactly. ass through. They talking all regular talking. shit. And they talk about the prison and what happened to Herschel and stuff. Now, we know your ass feel guilty, Tara. You know, they don't need to keep revisiting well, every actually, single scene. Well, actually, Glenn started that conversation. It don't matter who started it. It's stupid. They're talking. And they're loud. Oh, we forgot to mention also, before they left, Rosita hugs them both, which I thought was nice. That was cute. Yeah. And um, Abraham gives them some food. Yep. Which I thought was nice as well. And then Eugene, he tells them that they're good people. And then he tells Tara that she's hot. Mm. And she finally, she goes, look, dude, I like girls. Yeah, I and like girls. he says, girls. I knew that. But I think he didn't know that. I, think, I don't think he knew I that. I think he was just trying he to save did, face. Yeah, he, was, he was trying to play it off. Uh-huh. He did not know that. That's what I think, too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
But anyway, yeah. Um, so Glenn and Tara, they walking in the tunnel, talking and shit. <laughs> and then they come up on some trapped up well, walkers. You, okay. I don't care about that conversation. Okay. We ain't going line by line with their stupid fucking conversation. Line by line. She's just saying that. Shit. We already know what she did. We already <sighs> know how Move it. Move it along. Come on. Shit. Mm. Go ahead. They, they are the least interesting part of this whole episode, in well, my opinion. The, I mean, damn. Okay. Anyway, Go ahead. so they find some walkers trapped in the in some rocks that have obviously caved in. So Glenn's looking up the ceiling. You can see where it's just a portion of the rocks of the ceiling. Uh, 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 ceiling has caved in on these. And walkers. that's where Tara and, says the blood's still wet. Yeah, fresh, that is so true. This just happened and today. This, hey, but that's. Whoever, um, that was a who, good scene. Whoever was the makeup person for that scene needs to win an award. The whole thing. That was so good. The set, everything. everything. The props. And they were stuck in there. That and was so their good. Their limbs were contorted and they were still growling. Still. But now this is the only part that I think that I, I agree with Glenn and that is he was smart. He needed, he wanted to climb up there to see what was on the other side of them rocks. So he killed just the walkers well, that was in his way. Well, that's it. not it. That's not it. He was looking at them first to see if any of them were Maggie. Well, of course. And so then that's the point. Because I kept thinking, first of all, when he started to walk up through there, I'm like, look, as you think they're far enough away from you to get you, mm-hmm. you might want to kill a couple well, of them. So he's, as he's killing them, I'm like, okay, good. Then he's looking at them. Well, of course, but... And, he didn't kill each and every one. He no. killed the ones that was in his path so he could get up to the top. Right, as he watched, looked at the, each of their faces exactly. to see if any of them was Maggie. Well, of course. Sister J. Hey, it's already... Why are you being so fucking belligerent? It's already understood he's looking to make sure that Maggie's not one of the damn walkers. Move along. You know? I mean, of course. Hey, somebody else can have an <sighs> opinion about what the hell's going on. Anyway... Go on. They get to the top of the rubble. He's stabbing them in the head, which I thought was real good. Now, that was a good scene. Yeah. And they see a small, but big, a smallish big horde of walkers. And I'm thinking, okay, it's time to turn y'all's asses around. And go back. And go back. And go around. And go around. Agreed. But Glenn, which I kind of agreed with. He, I did not agree. Well, he needed to see... <coughs> So he just stood there for a minute <laughs> to see which ones, you know, if any of them were Maggie. So you kind of have to see, just like Maggie did on the bus, she had, you had to go see. You can't just leave the scene and, and not know if any of them are your loved ones. So mm-hmm. I get why he did it. But then he's talking about, okay, we can go through them. And I'm thinking, Glenn, hell no, you can't go through them. And Tara's telling him, uh, I think we need to go around. Yeah, fool, you need to go around. This fool going to talk about, let's go through him. We can do it. Well, what he call himself doing is this. He called himself going around the edges so they could go around the edge of them. Because they were kind of over, well, over to one side. Yeah, he, That's what he called himself going to try to do. Well, because he was smart. He kind of <laughs> made them... He looked at him from one side, or he right. called him over. So they're trying to get to him on one side of the one side. tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to sneak around the other side to go around. That's what he's going to try well, to do. Well, but then he ain't got no clumsy-ass chick with you. Oh, you know what? Okay. As soon as, Tara, gonna... as soon as Tara got caught in the rocks, I thought, you know, that, that's so typical. 
It is so predictable and typical, you know? How come they always got to fall or something? Well, I will say this. I'm clumsy as hell. Uh, but I, I probably would have fell and knocked half them rocks on top of myself. That's probably what would have happened mm-hmm. to me. Well, but before we do that, before we go further with that, let's switch over to Abraham and and Rosita and Eugene. And evidently, uh, Eugene, uh, Doctor Eugene, has told Abraham, "Hey, we know where we're going. I'm the navigator. I got the map. Uh, you go to sleep." So he's sleeping in the back seat. Yep. And Eugene has directed Rosita, who's letting him be the navigator, back around to the opposite side of the tunnel because he said if they come out, this is where they're going to be. But the way he said it, I thought I was kind of. I know it. The way he said it, I thought was kind of cute because he was like, well, mm-hmm. I calculated in my mind that if they didn't have any issues and any mm-hmm. roadblocks or anything and they made it through, they would be calculated about 2.3, da, da, you know, whatever he said. Well, he was trying to be analytical about it, but it's just the way he said it to me. I thought it was kind of cute. But that's the way they're presenting him, you know. Yeah, I liked it. Mm, I Ter- or excuse me, Rosita is like, what the hell, mm-hmm. you damn fool? What? We are not waiting for these people. And he's trying to tell her, look, once I save the world, I still want to be able to live in the world. Basically, I need to make sure that I do as much as I can for people. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I want to live with myself. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so then um, Abraham, I think Eugene went to go get out of the car or something, and the seat snaps back, and so Abraham gets slapped up in the head. Yeah, that was hilarious, though. I was like, that was that funny shit because like that's hurt. a rude awakening. Yes, it and is. And you sleeping, and, son- and, and somebody lets that, uh, that back part of the seat fall yeah. on you. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, mm-hmm. that was a small effing car. It was. But, I mean, you know, they, so, they some big people. Anyway, um, <clears throat> or look small. I don't know if it was. <clears throat> so, um, so then Abraham starts fussing with Rosita because she stopped. He's like, well, why the hell did you stop? You're the one I'm driving the damn car. Mm-hmm. So they start fussing. And then Eugene's looking out the window. I'm thinking, and oh, said, shit. And he's saying, guys, guys. And so they look in amazement, all looking in the same direction. And I'm thinking, oh, shit. shit. What's, That's what I'm thinking. What's up there now? I know. You know. But, so then we go back to Glenn. Tara's stuck in the rocks. He's trying to help He's get her out. He's trying to get her out. She's, She's saying, oh, just leave me there. Oh, be please. <laughs> she knew his ass wasn't going to do that, hell. And you we know. knew it because Glenn is not somebody who would do that. I would have left her ass. He, ever, since season one, actually episode one of season one, he didn't do that. He saved Rick at the very beginning. So you knew he wasn't going to just leave her ass, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but so he tells her, no, I'm not going to do it. And he starts trying to shoot up all the walkers. Well, she gets a good, what, five or six of them. That's There's, all the bullets he got. Exactly. I mean, dang. Exactly. So just when I'm thinking, oh, shit. Well, those walkers are coming. Right. They're almost on his ass. And so what he does is, is somebody yells, Duck down. Now, well, I, no, you see, you see lights coming, so you know it's a car. True. And then you hear duck down. He goes and jumps over Tara, so she wouldn't be hurt. And then you see, uh, you see a bunch of fucking people. I'm like, that's more than three people, okay? Mm-hmm. And then as they're shooting, you see the silhouettes, and I'm like, that's yeah. other people. Yeah, that's and they that's shoot up all those. So that's walkers. Maggie and Sasha and Bob. Yep. And then Abraham and and uh, Rosita. And Eugene. And well, but Eugene ain't firing, I'm sure. 
<laughs> you know. Hell, he done shot him. Hey, he liable to be shooting them, so I doubt if they gave yeah, him a gun. Yeah, exactly. You know I what? doubt if they gave him a gun, but I didn't really look. I should have looked real close to That's see. That's true. I know. See, I don't think they gave him a gun. I again. wouldn't give his ass a gun no. anymore. I don't think so. Now, that part was pretty cool, though. I did like that part. And so then um, we see Maggie and Glenn, you know, reunited. Reunite. Yep, mm-hmm. reunited. It, I thought that was a good scene. Yeah, it was okay. I was happy that I was happy that one group of people met up again. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, they got to get on with it. There's only one more episode. I know. So shit. So anyway, so then we got to you know suffer through them having a conversation. Oh, such a jet. <laughs> Later on. No, I like this scene. Or I, this scene mm-hmm. was interesting to me because as they're moving all the the Walker bodies out the way, Glenn introduces Maggie to Tara. And he doesn't tell her anything except that we met up on the road and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her, which is somewhat true because she saved his ass from when he passed out in the middle of the street. It is not. He lied. But he did lie. He lied. He, he downright lied. Liar, liar, pants on fire. He did lie. But she did and save his ass. I didn't like that. Well, she saved him and he saved her, but that part was Please. true, but he did lie. He so lied. Maggie, and when she finds out, she oh, ain't gonna be too happy. No, she ain't, and she gonna find out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She gonna find out that shit. But I don't even understand why he lied like that. Because he didn't want their reunion hup- scarred by Maggie breaking down about her being part of why Herschel died. You mm. know. But and it's why, the truth, and why Beth is out there. Well, she ain't mentioned Beth yet, no. and even in this scene where she's talking to Glenn, I thought I'd never. I just knew I'd find yourself. Ain't nobody even uttered the word Beth. Nowhere. (laughs) That's fucking bullshit. I know. That's That's bullshit. That's wrong. Even when, even when Sasha said, well, I'm going with them because I got to find out if Tyrese is still, if my brother is still there. Uh She didn't still mention Beth. Not a peep. She sure didn't. Please. That's a writer error. But... I think we're supposed they, to. They ass- messed up with that no, shit. I think we're supposed to assume that she would have said something about Beth and they just had I'm not assuming shit. They're <laughs> supposed to write that shit in the story. Just like all that assumptions with, well, but you know, Tyrese is supposed to be this big, gentle giant. So, hey, write this shit up in the story. Well, maybe, maybe Carol just said, I'll dig the rest. Well, write that shit in the story then. You know, I ain't assuming shit. I'm looking at the story. I'm looking at the episode. She ain't mentioned Beth yet. No, she hasn't. Oh, that is making me mad. It's making me real mad. I agree, but, Mm. you know. Mm. All right. Anywho, the one thing I thought was odd about this scene was when they go back to the group after introducing them, and Sasha's looking at them all crazy, bug-eyed and shit. And she's um, That's because pointing at Eugene. Right. He knows what caused the outbreak. He knows what caused it. And I'm like, okay, so then tell us. It's, well, what I said was, you know what? They gave the wrong person that dialogue. Because who fucking cares how it started? How you end it? Thank you. That's what somebody ought to be saying. Thank you. Who cares how it started? So then after we, we all now that, know that a whole lot of people got it. Wait, the problem is not the whole lot of people. Everyone has it. Yeah. Everyone. The, my thing is this. 
How in the hell are you going to talk about going with them to get this motherfucker to Washington, D.C., and ain't nobody said, but I ain't taking your ass there until you tell me what the fuck happened. Thank you. Because that's what I would have been saying. Thank you. Okay, so what the F happened then? Yeah, and then he said, well, classified, I would have said, like, well, then, your classified yeah, ass to get to Washington, D.C. by itself. Okay? <laughs> That's what I would do, too. Because I don't risk my shit for classified. Hey, I would, too. I would, too. So, I don't... That's the part that got me. I was like, why would they all be so easy to go, okay, I'm going to go with you, but yeah. after we go to Terminus, but yeah, I'll go with you, uh, but ain't nobody telling me what, how the fuck this shit happened and how it's going to be resolved. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to save the final scene for the final thing. Let's move on to Carl Michonne. No, wait, hold um, up. Now, we can go ahead because ain't nobody else there. Maggie and Glenn get some alone time. She tells them about surviving the, the tunnel and what she we did. We so already talked shot. about that. No, we didn't. And then uh, she take, she finds that picture that Glenn took of her at the prison. Mm-hmm. And she wants to burn it up. And Glenn's like, what you doing? And I'm thinking, what you doing, girl? I don't care. And so I got up and like, went to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't going to lie. So I can't tell you what that scene said. They, well, I'm telling you. They get on my nerves. She says, you don't have to have a picture of me anymore because we'll never be apart. Mm. So that's basically it. All right. So then we can go ahead with the rest of it because we don't see anybody else go there. So it's okay. All right. Go ahead. So they finally make it to Terminus. It's this big ass building that's got Terminus written in letters across the windows. It looks pretty neat and clean to me. Well, but it's the... The but it looks the terminal. Bu- it's a railroad building. Well, it looks deserted to me and there's gates around it. But they walk, the gate is not like locked. So they go into one of the gates, the outside gate. They keep walking and we see like flower beds and garden patches and shit. And then they go in another gate with, and then we see flowers and like a little wash basin. Well, they come up on the second gate and the second gate has a big sign that says, lower your weapons, you will be met. Welcome to Terminus. Ain't nobody met they ass. No, but. The, that ain't the that ain't the disturbing part. The disturbing part is lower your weapons, you will be met. So what do they do? Like effing dummies, lower their weapons. It don't matter. Oh please, they can yes, pick their weapons. First of up. all, okay. First of all, let's get to this. All the shit they've been through. Yep. And okay, I can see Glenn not doing nothing. I can see several of them not thinking shit. Sasha and Maggie. Those two warrior women, they would have been peeping out the fact that, wait a minute, ain't no guards standing around, ain't no security standing around, nowhere. And the gate just well, opened up. They all, uh, uh, Sister uh. Jay, they all had their weapons with them. They didn't put them away. They didn't put them on the fucking ground. That they, is so... They had their weapons with them, but... I feel like they should have had them looking more suspicious about it than Absolutely. they were. They would have been, they, they should have been looking to say, uh, ain't no security, y'all. They opening up the gate. What you bet that if they had to take out running right now, them gates be locked? Oh, yeah. That's true. I mean, damn. Well, they were herded into this place like you heard a mice. Uh, or a mouse into a maze. And that's the thing that bothered me. When they got through that second gate, they had to go like to the around right. Around the corner. Yeah, around the corner. Yeah. So when they was walking down that long road where they saw the flower beds and stuff, alley. you couldn't even see the entrance no more. I thought, yep. oh shit, they done walked into a trap. Oh, well, we all, yes, I, I feel like that's true. Woo. So they finally round that corner 
and there's a woman with her back to them cooking, cooking. something. And she turns around. She's cooking soup all the best. <laughs> well, all, that's what I say. That's what some people say. Yeah. Um, and there's a grill, and they look like there's like spinach or something on the side. Mm-hmm. And then she comes, she's like, oh, she smiles. She comes around, says, My name is Mary. Well, and um, you guys look like you've been on the road a while. And Maggie says, We have. She's like, Well, let's get you settled, and then we'll make you a plate. Yeah. And no. I said, What she oh, should have said, Hell to What she should have said was, Let's get you settled, and uh, you'll be the plate. Shit. What you bet they're eating up, folk? Oh, yeah. I don't know. That's what I think. That's the first thing I thought. Oh, the who's fact- she cooking in that pot? Well, so, I mean, think about it. Food has got to be scarce it by is now. Scarce. It's two years. Yep. Mm, mm, well, the mm. issue to me is the fact that there's nobody else no around this one woman. Well, but that's because they all in hiding. They gonna pass. Right. So, in mm-hmm. my opinion, they should have been looking a tad more suspicious yep. as they walked up on this lady. Because I'd have been going, okay, in this zombie apocalypse, we've seen the kind of people that we've run across. Exactly. There's not going to be this lone woman waiting for some bad guys, crazies, or whoever to walk up on her. Exactly. Unless there's some security or someone lurking around Something. the corner to get them. You know? Mm, mm, mm. And plus, she was creepy anyway. She was fucking creepy. She was too mm. damn happy. <laughs> She's smiling as shit. She's so not... Uh-huh. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, you know what? Oh, Lord, it's going to be bad. It's, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be And wait, ugly. we only got one fucking episode, so we ain't going to get a lot. No. Oh, I'm so annoyed with that part. I know. Okay, let's go to Rick and Michonne and Carl. This is my one favorite scene. fucking scene. Yep, yeah, that's okay. It's my favorite scene, though. Yeah, it's my, my favorite, favorite scene. scene in the whole, whole episode. episode. Yep, mine too. We're seeing them, and we see them. Carl and Michonne are walking Balancing on the railroad tracks, and and Rick is walking ahead of them, and he's talking to them. He's saying some, who knows what he's saying. But anyway, <laughs> you know who gives a crap. But anyway, and he turns around, and Michonne and Carl are engaged in what I would call just friendly little banter back and forth. Well, they're they're balancing on the tracks, yeah, playing because they made a bet. Playing a game, mm-hmm. and, and Rick's like, "Look, this looks like it's gonna take a while. So can we move this along?" Yeah. And um, I just love. I thought though. this was so cute. It was so cute. I thought it was such a sweet and scene. And it so was both so Michonne sweet. And Carl are kind of laughing and giggling mm-hmm. and kind of goading each other to try to make him fall. And then finally, Michonne tries to like scare him into falling, but then she ends up falling. She falls, and so he says, so "I win. I win. Pay up." <laughs> and so she reaches into her bag and pulls out two candy bars, mm-hmm. but she's trying to hide one of them. You see her? Yeah, because she wanted that one. She's trying to hide the other one in her hand. I'm like, "What is she? Why is she holding them like that?" It looked that? like like a Fifth Avenue bar or something. Well, whatever the hell the candy bars were, I had never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. Big Cat or something. Yeah, and so. He's like, oh, is that the last big cat? She's like, yes. And you don't need to take it. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, you said I could choose. She's like, okay, go ahead. So he chooses the big cat. She's like, mm-hmm. no, no. Well, she's going, oh, well, you want it fair and square. And Rick's just looking on, kind of smiling like, yeah. man, they, are, they really Cute. are bonded, yeah. you know. And then Carl says, but this is what got me. I went, oh, just like a puppy. Because Carl says, well, we'll share. We, share. we always do. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, was sweet. so sweet. That was so that cute. That was so sweet. I loved it. I like that too. And then they just laughing and 
giggling. She takes and part eat, of the candy bar. Eating. And I thought that scene. Love it. At first I thought, well, dang, that's all we get of them. But see, that scene is significant for the end. Yes, it is. The end of what? Uh, the end of the, the episode. Because who who notices that candy wrapper? Oh, well, yeah, but Sister Jay, that's not the point. We all know they're going to the same fucking that's place. That's true. That doesn't matter. We know they're going to the same place. There was no significance of that I except so. for Daryl walking over the candy wrapper. But that didn't mean nothing because we all know they're on the same tracks. They're all going to meet up somewhere. That's true. We all know that. They're just coming from, you know, now they're exactly on the same exact track. Now, mm-hmm. we don't know where... Um, Carol and Tyrese, where they at? Well, and we don't know what track, part of the tracks, Glenn, Glenn's group came in on. Because obviously it's not the same part. Because no. they didn't go the same yeah. way. So, yeah, but we all know they're, they're going to meet up like mm-hmm. that. But, yeah, I, but love, I love that scene. That's my favorite scene in the I love that scene. I thought it was so cute. And, you, you know, it really brought home the fact that we um, have had... Four episodes without Rick, without Michonne, without Carl. Yeah. Which to me is annoying as hell. Yeah. That's bad. Annoying as hell. Because they're the stars of the thing. Right. In my opinion. Well, but I just, we, we need to go, we don't need to go that long without having the main characters. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Okay. Well, let's talk about Daryl. Oh, Lord have mercy. And these fools. Lord have mercy. And I'm going to just call them the China Beach group. (laughs) As we've been calling them. I call them them Joe and the Rednecks because that's what they are. I know, but But we've been saying the China Beach group. I know their names, though. Only name I know is Joe. Who's the other one's names? Lynn is the one they beat down. Oh, his name is Lynn? Uh Uh-huh. And Tony's the black guy that that saw Rick. Yeah, yeah, I know Tony, but. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we see, we open it up seeing the Redneck group. Daryl's in the woods with the rednecks. Sleeping in the woods with their little um, barbed wire. Barbed wire hubcap little fence. Yeah. And this walker's coming towards Around them. Around the perimeter. And this thing was nasty. That was so us. cool though. That's the first time we seen no, that. No, that was so nasty. Oh yes, man. It was so cool though because that Ooh. shows you how damn crazy. I mean, that walker... He was so bent on trying to get them. He was just tearing his That's because they don't feel nothing. Well, I know. But he was tearing his uh, uh, face off just to try to get into that camp. You know. That was something. So, I love that, though. And then, of course, you know, the rednecks jump up and kill him. Yeah. And then they notice that Daryl's not there. And so, one of them says, I think it was the Tony guy says, Oh, I told you he was going to run out on us. And that other redneck, Lynn, he says, no, his stuff is here. He probably just went out for his morning deuce. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, drop a deuce. His Mm -hmm. morning drop a deuce. Anyway, so then we see Daryl actually trying to get this rabbit. And as he's he's ready to shoot it. Right. As he's about to get it, then we see another arrow coming up over his head Mm -hmm. to get the rabbit, too. So they both shoot at the same time, apparently. And then this Lynn fool's talking about, I claim it, it's mine. And mm, I'm thinking, mm, mm. dude, you do not know who you messing with with Daryl. Mm, mm, mm. So they start having to ha- get rowdy bowdy. And so Daryl's like, uh, I've been out here since early morning trying to get this thing. Okay, we don't need to go in all they dialogue. So, yeah, this is important because this is where he 
starts taunting Daryl about. Well, now that's true. There must be a woman that's making you get all soft like this, Mm -hmm. messing with your mind, making you uh, like a dead man walking out here. Was it one of them little ones? Because they don't last too long out here. Daryl, at this point. I thought you nasty motherfucker. And when Daryl unbuttoned his, uh, the, the, the little uh, uh, carrier thing on his big old hunting knife, I thought, yo, stab that fool. <laughs> Shit, he was getting on my nerves. Yeah, all that fucking talking. All that damn talking. Right when he's about to pull his knife out, then here come Joe. Joe's right there. He's, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's going on? Let me, let me get in here. And he explained the little claimed. Well, he claimed it. Well, and I kind of like this because it explains the history of why they do it. He does it. It, it explains that bedroom scene. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It, exactly. But it also explains why they're all doing it. And he said he had to create that so that it, they wouldn't all be crazy mm-hmm. trying to live in this world. We had to have some rules set yep. up. And I, Daryl was cracking me up. He's like, all right, ain't no rules. Yeah. I don't care about y'all rules. So anyway... So he says, so while Daryl's kind of fussing, then Joe just kind of very, very uh, sneakily, I think, grabbed the other end of the bunny rabbit because Daryl still had the rabbit in his hand and he chomped it in half. Oh, that was nasty. Well, I want to know is this. Did y'all notice how small that fucking hatchet was? How the hell was he able to cut through that rabbit in one chop? Because oh. when they pulled back the camera, that thing was small. Because you can do that. A hatchet is sharp. That tea tiny little hatchet. But a hatchet is sharp. Well, it was little looking to me. Mm. So then as they're walking, the, you know, that day, um, Joe is telling Daryl mm-hmm. about, you know, that a man needs a group. You can't survive out here on your own. And Daryl's like, no, I don't need no group. I can be on my own. I can do it myself. Y'all ain't too friendly. And so <laughs> Joe's like, look, we don't got to be friendly. We just got to follow the rules. Yeah. You claim and that's what you need to do. You steal, you kill and you don't lie. So I like that though. Daryl, I like when Daryl asks, well, what happens when someone breaks the rules? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, what happens? He says, well, they get a beat down. Yep. And the severity of which depends on the offense and the general mood of the day. <laughs> Oh shit! So you better not catch him on a bad day. Exactly. That's exactly right. The read you get today depends on the, my, my mood. mood. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought too. I said, "Ooh, I like oh, that." But I, love I like the Joe character though. I, I kind of do. I'm. I like, like him though. Suspicious of him. He's kind of ruthless and stuff, but I like him though. I don't know about ruthless yet. We haven't seen that yet, but we but. I mean, we've seen the other ones be ugly. We haven't seen him really be ugly but I yet. But I think he's the leader because he is the ugliest. Yeah. No. I, I mean, his behavior. I think he could probably be the ugliest. Oh, he, well, sure. He's the leader. But he is the leader. I'm, I'm saying we haven't seen how ruthless he could really be. Well. He's kind of, to me, though, this is why I'm suspicious of him. Mm-hmm. He's so, like, accommodating and mm-hmm. nice. He keeps trying to get Daryl to, like, agree to stay yeah, with him. Yeah, to agree. And I'm like, why does he keep harping on... You need to you need to be in a group. Are you gonna stay with us? Mm-hmm. Are you leaving today? Why? I mean, why? And even turn. Well, okay, we'll get to that. So they come up on this um, this. It's actually a garage because there's a whole bunch of cars and shit in it. And so that's when it, Joe says to Daryl, "Well, look, 
You ain't leaving today. You leaving today? And then Daryl, no. And then Joe tells him I like this. He says, you know what? Well, no. First, before he says that, I know what you're going to say, the cat thing. Mm, I love Before that. he says that, he says, men like us follow the rules. And if we do and accommodate each other a little bit, the world is ours. And Daryl tells him there is no us. Yeah. And that's when the Joe guy, he says, well, look, he says, Are, uh, uh, do you like cats? And Daryl just kind of looks at him. He says, well, I love cats ever since I was three years old. He said, but you know what? There ain't nothing sadder than an outdoor cat who thinks he's an indoor cat. Mm. And I was said, I think I said I, on Twitter. Wait a minute. I said, Daryl ain't no fucking cat. Wait a minute. What I said was, Daryl ain't no indoor cat. Because Daryl need to be outside. Well, that's the dude's point. But Daryl's mm-hmm. acting all... Squirrely and mm-hmm. shit. That's what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. But my point was, Daryl ain't no fucking cat. I know, but hey, that was—I thought that was pretty. He's sharp. just sad right I now. I thought that was pretty sharp, though. He's just sad right now because after all that, all that shit, and finally getting over being sad of what happened at the prison. Beth him and down. Beth, now Beth is gone. The only thing that was keeping him somewhat happy. Well, not happy, but you know, yeah, higher spirits than normal. Yeah, and now he's with this old raggedy tag ass group of people, rednecks so. like himself. See, mm-hmm. right? Who he okay. grew up with, you know. So they go into the garage, and all the rednecks start claiming the cars. Claimed, claimed. Yeah. But by the time Daryl gets the one, there ain't nothing left. So he he lays out on the floor. I thought to myself, damn, because he said he ain't claiming shit. Yeah, well, but he do later, but anyway. Anywho. So, so he sleeps on the floor. I felt bad for him. But, yep. I mean, he's used to it, though. I didn't know. feel bad for him. Shit, he knew. He just was trying to be belligerent and didn't want to claim shit. <laughs> you know? He was belligerent. <laughs> so he that, was kind of kind of bad. He was. Yeah. So that crazy-ass Lynn, uh, uh, later on, come talk about. Confronts him. You stole my my rabbit. Well, he, I know you got it in your bag. Mm-hmm. And Daryl's like, ain't nobody got your effing rabbit. Ooh, but hey, damn rabbit. I like the way Daryl does. He hey, don't fuck around with Daryl. He will jack you up. But that Lynn just don't know. The other ones just don't know neither. They don't know. They don't know. But he well, wasn't he about to, to that, back down. He didn't get to that point. He's telling him. He's telling him. Well, if it's in, he says, I didn't take your rabbit. Ain't nothing. Uh, I ain't got it. So mm-hmm. then Joe comes up and snatches mm-hmm. Daryl's trash bag and goes in it. And but before he drops everything, he asks Daryl, "Okay, so did you do this?" And he said, "Hell he's no, like, no, I ain't done that." And so shit. he's like, "Okay, so he dumps the bag out, and there's the half rabbit." So then he's like, "Oh, well, here you go." And so then Daryl says, "Oh no, he must have planted that shit in my bag well, when I went outside to take go to the bathroom." Exactly. And so the other guy goes, "No, I didn't. He's been stealing." Now we gotta teach him a lesson because he's been lying and he's been stealing. So mm-hmm. then Joe t- asked the other dude, Lynn, "Okay, so he's done already said he didn't do it. Now you wouldn't have been a pussy and put it in there." Uh, uh, like a rat ass cop, would you? Yeah, so he must have been a police officer. No, he wasn't. He thinks oh. cops are rat bags. Oh. That plant shit on people. Okay. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy goes, No, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so, right when you think, I'm thinking, Oh shit, Daryl, run, run now, or start shooting with your limited ass arrows. Mm-hmm. Then Joe punches out that Lindu and says, Boys, teach him a lesson. He lied. He, what he says is, teach him a lesson. Teach him all the way. That's what he says. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, shit, they're going to kill him. And I knew that. They're going to kill him. Because when he said, 
teach him See, all the way. Now, I didn't catch it that first oh, time. Because yeah. I was like, well, damn. How long are they going to beat this fool? Oh, they're going to kill him. Because well. he said, teach him all the way. And then he told, yeah, because Daryl, when he... When he turned around to Daryl, he said, I saw him put the plant that in there. And Daryl said, well, why didn't you stop him? And he said, hey. I want to let this play out. He wanted to play this game. He mm-hmm. wanted to play it, so I let him play it out. You know. <laughs> he said. Now, so this is and then he says, and, and I'm tired of his lying shit. <laughs> well, see, and that was when I was like, okay, it's even more fishy to me. Yeah. Because he's going to then take Daryl's, I mean, he saw the dude, yes. But then he's gonna, I don't know, he's just too interested in Daryl. Yeah. To me. He seems awful interested in Daryl. Yeah, and I'm like, why? Why mm-hmm. are you so interested in Daryl mm-hmm. that you would even kill one of your dudes that you've been with for a while? Mm-hmm. Even though he is a lie. He is a lie. So I don't trust that fool. So the next morning they get up and Daryl sees the blood marks blood on, the, on ground, the floor and everything. Goes outside the building and that fool's laying out on the side of the building with a arrow in his eye all bloody and beaten. He got an arrow in, in his, his eye. eye. So, you know, they did that so they could kill that brain. See, but So then Daryl goes oh to God. cover the body up with this raggedy blanket or something. She, yeah. And then he looks at it and goes, no. I guess he decided, ain't no, no need. No, this fool is about no to kill, uh, kick my mm-hmm. ass. Uh. So then Joe and the group, are there, they're walking ahead along the tracks and they come up on one of those terminus signs. Well, see, evidently that's the first time Daryl's done seen one of the signs. Right. Because Daryl is, is asking him, hey, you seen all this before? And Joe's trying to tell him, yeah, but you know what? It ain't no sanctuary. Not for everybody. He said, yeah, you think they're going to welcome people like you and me up in there? Uh-huh. Now, see, but <laughs> Daryl and Joe's probably who they need up in there. Uh, if, well, not with the claiming shit. Well, hey, well, that's true. So then, so then, um, <clears throat> uh, so then so Daryl's asking him, so is this where we're going or where you're going? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, so now you want to know where we're going. Yeah, now you're interested, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he tells him, well, we were in this house, but there was some dude up in it. Did you hear him? Yes. Did you hear him? I said, oh, hell no, he didn't. But they don't know, Rick. So I guess, if mm-hmm. you, you know, he's like, we was in this house and there was some dude up in there who killed one of my guys and let him. Or, and set him on He us. said he strangled Lou and left him to turn. That's what he told yeah. him. And left him to turn. And 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 we had to, you know, did and, and he attacked all of us and we right. had to deal with him. Now we're tracking the guy. That's when Daryl says, Did you see his face? Then no, nobody but Tony, Tony did. Right. The dude that got choked out. Uh-huh. Oh Lord! But my thing is this, okay? Now you're okay. gonna go through all this to get this fool back. Well, what else they got to do? It's the zombie apocalypse. They ain't got no job to go to. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't like they're working. What else they got to do? <sighs> I mean, think about it. What else they got to do? That's so. I know they've been crazy. all. I hate, and I bet you they were the ones that killed them people in the camp. That the governor and them came up on. See, we, we yep. See, we, one we of our it. listeners uh, mentioned that, but, but uh, hey, I bet you they was. Because what else they got to do? They ain't got nothing But to roam do. the countryside. Wrecking havoc So they're going to go through all this to track Rick. Now, I want to know, what is it that Daryl said claimed? It looked like a flower pot to me. What did he pick up? It looked like a strawberry, a patch of strawberry or a tomato or something. It was well, red. Uh, yeah. It's red. I couldn't quite tell what it was. It, I, it looked like to me a tomato plant 
or a strawberry, which I don't know if strawberries grow like that, but I don't um, either. It was red. And it was round. Yeah, so it looked like, like a, a strawberry or something. And then he sees that candy wrapper. So he knows uh, Carl and Michonne. I don't think he knows that. Yeah, because whenever she would go out scouting and stuff, and they come back and she'd bring Carl's Sister stuff. Jay, that doesn't mean that that's their candy wrapper. Well, but it looked like a fresh wrapper. Uh, it didn't look like it was too dusty and shit. Sister Jay, you, now see, you're supposing, you're, you're just crazy anyway. shit now. I don't it think is the same rapper. It, we know it's the same rapper, but nobody else would know mm-hmm. or come up with the fact that that's Michonne and Carl. Well, and no, uh, no, but but I'm sure he's probably thinking. Wait a minute, they eat that stuff. Nah, I don't. I don't agree with you on that. I saw the sign, so maybe they saw the sign too. I'm sure he's thinking that. Well, I don't agree with that. The uh, the rapper part. No, no. Anyway, well, anyway, that was it for that section. Of, of Daryl, he claimed. Uh, so wait, the thing is, he claimed it, mm-hmm. kept on walking with him. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's kind of like his acceptance into the group. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, for now, for now. But uh, you can't tell me that once if they get up on Rick and them that he's gonna side with the redness because he's not. Oh, he's not. He's not. Oh, we know this. Yeah, we know he's not gonna do that. We know this. All right. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to our feedback. Okay. And um, let's start with our iTunes reviews. Okay. Um, We had one from the Flower Patch. Okay. You guys are great. With humor and brute honesty, we can all take a little lighter note on our favorite series. No spoilers and no comic book comparisons. Just an appreciation for the story and its great characters. Stay crazy, ladies. The Flower Patch, five stars. Thank you, The Flower Patch, for that five-star review. Thank you, Flower Patch. Yeah, we can't be nothing but ourselves. And I take umbrage to crazy. I ain't crazy. <laughs> yeah, she crazy. Mm-hmm. No, you the one crazy. <laughs> okay, and our next one is from Chief Broken Arrow. Hey, Chief. And the title is All Hail the Sisters. (laughs) Finally, a podcast that is something different than all the same old cookie-cutter review shows that are out there. These sisters are fantastic. Very (laughs) candid and funny take on my favorite show, The Walking Dead. Thanks for making such a terrific show that much more, more terrific. And what more can I say about a podcast that starts off... By having the wine selection of the podcast. You gotta love it. Do yourself a favor and get into the sister's world. You won't regret it. Chief Broken Arrow, five stars. Thank you, Chief Broken Arrow, for Thank that five-star review. We appreciate it. And that wine selection just kind of evolved because, you know, I likes to share. <laughs> <laughs> and our last one of the week is by C. Punt. Hey, Pete. Whenever a new episode of this podcast shows up in my feed, whatever else I'm watching or listening to goes on pause. <laughs> this podcast is hilarious. I have gotten several funny looks as I burst into spontaneous laughter in public or at work while listening to this show in my headphones. This and their other podcasts are the best TV-related podcasts I listen to. My two favorite things about this pod- these podcasts are, one, they are real. They don't hold back so they can have a family-friendly podcast. (laughs) Even though Sister J occasionally drops a GD. (laughs) Yeah, she does. 
which, I ain't sorry. Which seems to annoy Sister K. <laughs> it still happens because that's just Sister J and what she feels is the right thing to say at the time. <laughs> I appreciate the candid conversation. Well, not that. <laughs> I appreciate the candid conversation among adults that occasionally includes adult language. <laughs> occasionally. Oh, Sister K be cussing. And that being said, I enjoy the candid nature of the podcast. It's like having a conversation with friends about the show instead of listening to someone read their point-by-point notes. Mm -hmm. It's even cool that they sometimes get things wrong or forget and tell people to write in and tell them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. Uh, That shit happens on a weekly basis. (laughs) (sighs) Number two, they read every single email and play their voicemail, and play every voicemail their listener sends them. This is a level of respect for the community that is not usually found in podcasts. Even if it inconveniences them, uh, in parentheses, having to record in two sessions or results in a long podcast, they make sure everyone is heard. Yep. We try to if we remember. Sorry, Manny. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Manny. (laughs) If you are looking for a community around a show you love, check out the sisters. And don't worry if you're not a sister or a brother. All are welcome. That's right. That's true. That's right. Their audience is extremely diverse and frequently interact with each other through their comments and their Facebook page. C-Punt, five stars. Thank you, C, for that five star review. And we appreciate your comments, too, because, you know, we're just, we do the podcast because we love the shows and stuff. And, you know, we've always, like, done uh, listener feedback because, I mean... You know, we like talking to people that like the show as much as we do. Yes. Because that's the whole purpose of our show. Well, but we appreciate I, you. That's the, my favorite part of the podcast, too, mm-hmm. is um, the listener feedback and yeah. talking through with everyone else's thoughts and theories, yep. which are awesome. And just getting hearing from everyone else. And he is right, though. And, I, uh, you know, I, 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 I guess I'm glad you point that out in writing on the Internet. We are wrong sometimes. Sister K, especially. What the fuck? <laughs> Sister K? <laughs> Sister J? Oh, please. Ah, that was a good one, though. Okay. Thank you, C. Thank you, C. Okay, so let me get on to our email feedback. Okay. And our first one is from Joanne. Hey, Joanne. A different Joanne. Hi, dear sisters. This is Joanne from Detroit. Hey, so we now have Detroit. Two New York Joannes, one in New York City and one in Upstate, and then a Detroit Joanne. Hey, cool. I have to tell you that I love your podcast. I listen to both your Walking Dead and Game of Thrones podcast. It's nice to hear intelligent sisters tell it like it is. Yay. Sister J, you crack me up when you say things <laughs> like, I pop a cap in her ass about Lizzie, or like, that ain't no baby bitch. Uh, uh, or like that uh, no baby bitch didn't <laughs> and sister K I was cracking up when you said Tyrese is too big a man to be hiding behind posts <laughs> yeah he is <laughs> he is way too big she says I agree <laughs> wow I kept saying to my husband that Lizzie is fucked up Yep, girl lost whatever mind she had. <laughs> Miss Sassy Thing is lucky she didn't get a swat for her forward self. <laughs> Crazy or not? Then when she was screaming at Carol, I yelled out loud, "Oh hell no! This little Lizzie Borden isn't gonna get them killed." I know. I would have clocked her ass. Lurking Lizzie needs to go. Then the next commercial, I said to my husband, 
Sister J is losing her mind with this crazy child. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> and then she says, I agree that Mika was extra cute. I, you know what? In the last podcast, we kept saying Micah the whole episode. It's, it's it Mika. Mika. Yeah. No, you kept saying Micah. Oh, it's sorry. Mika. Excuse me. <laughs> well, your you. ass said it too. <laughs> Go back and listen. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Did you see the Talking Dead after the Grove? They had on Yvette Nicole Brown. I like her. She made a good point about the episode when Carl was yelling at Rick. Was Carl killing walkers like it was a video game? Mm. I thought so, too. <laughs> he had just seen the boys' room with all the video games. Maybe that was his way of dealing with all the violence and crazy crap. Could be. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. we said that. In yeah. Our oh, it gets on my last nerve that the writers have not had family members mention their family. Thank you. Like Tyrese has never said a word about his sister. About Sasha. I understand we have to let things go. Like all the grass that is cut. That's a good point. That's a good point. Who's maintaining the lawn? She says, I mean, please, who is cutting the lawn? And not just cutting, they look pretty with trash. I let that go and can find logic with things oh my God, like the gas weird. on in the house with Carol and Tyrese. Oh, yeah. My oh. family in Upper Michigan has a tank out back of their house. But damn, I don't know a person that wouldn't be going crazy wondering about or trying to find their family. Yeah. Well, lastly, thank you so much for the free intelligent entertainment you provide each week. <laughs> I was in a deep depression last year. Uh-oh. My mom had died, and life was just hard and dark. Oh. I was living but not laughing or enjoying life. I found your podcast and ended up laughing so loud I woke my husband up. Oh, You may not know it, but sometimes you're the blessing in someone's life. I know y'all with your shows has, I know y'all with your shows has been for me. God bless and thank you again. Sincerely, Joanne. Oh, Joanne. Thank so you sweet. so much. Aww. I'm sorry about your mom. Sorry about that. Yeah. And amazing. You know, I never think about it how us being crazy <laughs> can maybe help, help somebody, somebody else. Life, but, but us man, that laughing. makes us feel great. Yeah, we're glad that we're glad that, you know. You have found our, our podcast and that you laugh at it. Because I'm telling you, laughter is a good medicine. It really it is. is. And yeah, it really is. I mean, life is hard. And if you, it is. <clears throat> and if we can't, I mean, if we couldn't laugh, we would just be crying every day. Just think about that. You would be depressed every single every day, day if you didn't have anything to laugh, to laugh at, at and stuff. or to smile at. Even if it's stupid stuff like our podcast, you well, know? Well, hey, I'm happy every day because I laugh at people every day. <laughs> Sister J, you're so rude. See? <laughs> you're so rude. Hey. Woo. hey, I work in downtown Dallas, honey. There is something to laugh at every day. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you, thank Joanne. You, Joanne. <laughs> thank you so much. Okay, our next email is from uh, Special K. Hey, Special K. Hey, sisters. Hope all is well with y'all. Yep. I'll preface my email with the following statement. I type my email as I'm watching the episode, so I might feel one way at the beginning and a completely different (laughs) way at the end. Oh, you're going to be schizophrenic, huh? (laughs) 
So where do I begin with this episode of The Walking Dead? I will say at least we got a little payoff in the first five minutes with Glenn finally seeing a message from Maggie. Yeah. But running down the track seemed a little silly. Mm -hmm. It's not like Terminus is right around the corner or something. Other than that, I was kind of underwhelmed by yet another episode. Not enough Rick, Michonne, and Carl. Thank you. Joe and Daryl were okay. Glenn, Tara, and the others were mediocre at best. Thank you. I liked them. No. Except for that one. Except for Glenn always trying to fucking. It was a whole. Go into dark tunnels and shit. They could have dealt with that thing in like two little scenes and been done. You know. That's true. I mean, really. Come on now. So let's start with Joe and Daryl. Well, I'll start with Daryl and that redneck dude talking about the youngins. Yeah, was, Lynn, yeah. I was really hoping Daryl was going to plant his knife straight up in old boy's face. I know. But creepy ass Joe stepped in. As with most characters that Jeff Cobra plays, he always gives me an uneasy feeling. <laughs> like some ish is about to pop off any moment now. <laughs> That's what you say. Uh-huh. I don't know why Daryl is still hanging around. He had his chance to walk off that night, but he didn't. I don't know if losing Beth is screwing with his head too much, but he's making stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. Those dudes are going to screw him over. Yep. Joe is being way too nice and a, see. That's what you said. And accommodating. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, something's getting ready to go off. Yeah. If Daryl was smart, he would just play along with that claim BS until he was ready to bust a move and kill him up or just leave. Mm-hmm. I know that the redneck dude caught that ass whooping, but I still don't trust Joe. Mm-hmm. I don't either. And I mean, because, yeah. Something ain't right with that fool. Yeah. Because they killed that dude awful easy. I know! And he was supposed to be traveling with them and stuff. Even so. though he said, I'm tired of his lying. That's true. He it did say that. It seemed awful quick. So on to Glenn and his cohort. How <laughs> stupid are they? Yeah. Walking in a dark tunnel with a bum leg, all the while they hear Walker, Walker snarling and ish. Exactly. You can say shit. Special K. <laughs> Everybody don't cuss like you. I'm, uh, I, <laughs> See, you don't even know what to say because you know everybody don't cuss like you do. And as expected, Glenn's overzealousness and Tara's misplaced sense of guilt has resulted in her leg getting caught between some rocks. So predictable. Mm-hmm. But I will take back some of my displeasure with this episode. I wasn't expecting Glenn and Maggie to find each other, so that was good. The writer's got to leave us with something because I'm sure the finale is going to leave us hanging with a ton of questions and speculation. Oh, yeah. I'm still waiting for Maggie to say something about Beth. Thank you. Uh-huh. So, Glenn, Maggie, and them make a determinist. I say run. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen when Joe and them catch up with Rick and them, mm-hmm. but it looks like things are going to get crazy from the previews with Rick all bloody and ish. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That, mm-hmm. Those previews were freaky. They were. Well, one more episode and I'm not feeling good about where this is headed. Until next time, sisters, Special K. Thank you, Special K, for that email. I agree with you, though. It's going to be something. And, of course, they're going to leave a whole lot of unanswered questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have to give us a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. They got to give us something to want on for the next six months or so. Eight months, probably. Okay. Our next email is from Manny. A. Manny Melisandre. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Manny. Oh, and before you read his email... It, it, in case y'all haven't know, uh, 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 seen it, you got to go to our Facebook page and, and, and see the picture of Manny all uh, zombied out. 
Oh yeah, it's really that, creepy. It's really good. It's very it's good, good and creepy. Yep. <laughs> okay, hey, hey, ladies. So I think I figured it out. Eugene must be a science teacher, not a scientist. Oh, now that's good. A reclusive, antisocial video gamer who lied his way up so he could get his own personal bodyguards. Ooh, mm-hmm. Abraham is going to be pissed. Sister Kay, I'm so surprised by now that you haven't let out a, you're a liar <laughs> in your Arya Stark voice. I know oh, it. No, you're a liar. <laughs> And did you see those big ass steaks on that open grill in Terminus? Uh huh. Mm, them steaks, them ain't steaks, boo. Don't eat that. <laughs> ain't no type of praying grace gonna bless what's on that grill because I'm convinced that's human flesh. Exactly. I didn't notice the steaks. I didn't yeah. notice some shit cooking, but mm-hmm. I didn't notice specifically. It was sizzling too. Oh, thanks so much for the advice I asked about. You're 100% correct. My response was on the PS half of my email. On the alone episode, remember that email where Sister K finished reading, and y'all looked like, <laughs> <laughs> and y'all looked at each other like, "What the what fuck the is he fuck? talking about? Is he drinking?" <laughs> I damn near died of laughter, and it was at the very moment that Sister K messaged me saying she forgot to read the advice question. <laughs> but no worries, my response is below, so no need to go back to find it. Oh, good. Uh, okay, let me read that part before we keep going. Okay. He said, um, P.S., uh, I'm looking forward to your response. I realized I answered my own question after sending the question. I asked myself, what reason do I have to go back for that one final conversation that would hopefully, hopefully bring closure? My answer would be that hopefully it would be a teaching moment to primarily him, but also myself. Then I thought, who the fuck am I kidding? Thank you. That would be like speaking sign language to a tree. Just a waste of time, and I'd be pissed off all over again, laugh out loud. Yep. I've known him 14 years, and he ain't changed in all that time. Mm -hmm. What makes me think that some come-to-Jesus talk is going to correct his course? Thank you. See? That's right. That shit makes sense now, don't it? Yeah. Make we are sense. never gonna live that down. Ooh, Lord. No, that was so. Funny. You are never gonna live that down. That was so funny. Mm, mm, mm. Oh my gosh. Oh Lord. So yeah. So then, okay. So he goes on to say, but just a quick update. My birthday party was great. I asked everyone to come dressed in something yellow to symbolize growth and renewal. Cool. Ooh, that's cool. That's very nice. I also hired a tarot reader, and she was amazing. Wow. wow. I don't fool with that shit. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I don't know. About I that. don't fool with that shit. I've never had a reading done, but always been open to the idea. She was right about eighty-five to ninety percent of every aspect of my life. I was floored. Mm. My friendships, influences, work, future goals, love, family—you name it. She had me clocked. Mm. Mm. See, I don't know about that. Freaky. Um, but thanks so much, ladies, for the podcast. So ready for Dim Thrones. Dim Thrones! And I will post a pic of me in your t-shirt as soon as I wash it. I wore it, <laughs> I wore it at the party, and oh, I, and I'm ready for them, Dim Thrones taglines. Oh, cool. A. Manny Melisandre. Ooh, thank you, Manny, thank you, Manny, for that email. Yeah. Oh, we can't wait to see your picture in our shirt then. Oh, and then he had sent an extra little email saying, Touche, Tim. 
Touche, the ladies did me dirty. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we... Uh, we didn't mean to. We though. apologize, man. It'd be different if it was purposeful. Yeah, that was that was an accident. Accident. Yes. <laughs> but I can't wait to see you in the shirt. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be awesome. All right. And we only got a week. We, a week for them drones. We only have... Is it a week? Mm-hmm. Or a week and a half. Oh, yeah, it is a week. A week. You know what? A week we, from the weekend. We're going to need to have a, um, this is going to be good. Let's pause for a second. Okay. To get us going, I think we need to have us a little contest. Okay. Another contest. We haven't had one in a while. Nope. I want to get y'all's taglines for Game of Thrones and this will be good because this will make sure y'all are paying attention to the podcast <laughs> that we've got it squished in here with all our feedback. Mm. So, starting now until uh, we record Game of Thrones, which will be a couple of, what, that Thursday after the start of Game of Thrones, send in an audio file of your name, your city of where you live, and your tagline. It could be whatever tagline you want it to be, but it has to be Game of Thrones related. Yeah. Yep. And then what we'll do is we'll put everybody's name into a bowl and we'll draw for a Sister Speak Game of Thrones t-shirt. And we'll draw two. And we might have one winner. We might have two. If we have a lot, we might even have three winners. Yeah, we we don't know. Yeah. So that is y'all's assignment for the week. <laughs> <laughs> homework. That's y'all's homework from this podcast is Lord. from, well, get your feedback in for our next The Walking Dead podcast, of course. But also want you to start now working on your Game of Thrones taglines. You can make it up. It could be the same one we did last year. But we want to hear your voices so that we can put it on the podcast mm -hmm. and have and hear everyone. We love that part. Yeah, we like that part. Yeah. So you have until whatever that Thursday is, and I'll put it somewhere in our website. Um, or on the Facebook page, whatever that date is. I don't have my calendar in front of me. But you have a good two weeks to get it in. Yep. So, start now, y'all. Thank you, Manny, for jogging my memory about a tagline. Yep. Okay, well, let's get on to our next email, which is from Anthony. Hey, Anthony. Hey, guys. Wanted to say something about people who thought that it was a bad idea to kill Lizzie, and a lot of people were saying... Well, they should have just let her go and wander the world alone. Really, if our navigator Eugene, who I think sounds like someone who's been sitting in his parents' basement playing <laughs> two hours of the Talking Dead video game and drinking Dr. Pepper, <sighs> couldn't li if, if our navigator Eugene couldn't live in this world without help, what would a 12-year-old Cray girl do? Yeah. Her fate would have been much easier if only she was attacked by a walker there are things a lot more dangerous out there. Yep. But then again, Carol and Tyrese could have let her turn and then stabbed her in the head with a knife. Yep. Well, they weren't going to do that. I would have commented on um, the other yesterday's show, but I think um, I twi tweeted out my comments. Just look at the flowers, ladies, but I've got my Michonne cloaking device on. <laughs> Anthony. Thank you, Anthony, Thank you, Anthony, for that email. <laughs> yeah, he was on Twitter. Yes, mm -hmm. I remember that. I was tweeting full on on that. Yeah, night. you were. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I was a tweeting full. There was so much to tweet about. There was. <laughs> All right. Okay, our next email is from Kimberly. Hey, Kimberly. O M G, 
China Beach is after our favorite group. <laughs> Daryl will stop them as he stop them. He has to. He he is not going to let these uh, Barry wipes get his brother Rick. I don't think so either. I am glad Glenn and Maggie found each other. And did you see the look on Sasha and Bob's faces? Do they really believe this Eugene guy? I think they do. Yeah, they do. All I know is in the preview, they got our Carl, and they better not hurt him. Damn. I know. Kimberly. They better not. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly, for that email. Oh, yeah, they better not. I know. They better not. No, Carl has to survive. He's the man. Mm-hmm. He is the man. Okay. Our next email is from Texas Lutus. Hey, Texas <clears throat> Lutus. Hi, sisters. I'm sitting here listening to your podcast for episode 31 of The Walking Dead, and I think how Rick handled the situation with Carl and how Carol handled the situation with Lizzie was very similar. Rick banished Carol because she killed Karen and David, and he didn't feel Carol could be trusted around Carl and Judith. If the kids got sick and would have threatened the rest of the group, would Carol have taken the initiative and killed the kids without consulting the rest of the group? So now Carol has the same dilemma. Her and Tyrese went over every scenario about what they could do. Carol and Lizzie could leave or Tyrese and Judith could leave, but every scenario ended with them dead. The only thing they could come up with was getting rid of Lizzie. She couldn't be trusted around Judith or anyone else. So in Rick's situation, he kicked Carol out. With Carol, she killed a little girl. I think I can give Rick a pass on any decision he has made this season. I hope the season finale is better than last season's piece of shit finale. Texas Ludus. Thank you, Texas Lutus, for that email. And I totally disagree, Texas (laughs) Lutus. Totally disagree. Rick is an asshole for banishing Carol, pure and simple. When he took it upon himself after telling everybody else, I'm not a leader. You know, he took it upon himself, his decision, period, to banish her. Who the hell was he to be doing that? Oh, no. I'm still mad at his ass. Yeah. I am. I don't want to see him get bit or nothing, but hey, I'm well, mad. I'm, I'm okay with Rick now. I mean, Carol survived. She's all right. Not hey, he you know he didn't need to do it. But, no, he you didn't. Know, and he shouldn't have done it. He should have. And he should apologize to I her. I think he will when he sees his little baby. He should if they make it to turn. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Texas Lutus. Thank you, Texas Lutus. Okay, and our next piece of feedback looks like a voicemail. So let me play that now. Okay. Hey, sisters, this is Chief Broken Arrow from Nebraska. I just left you a five-star review on iTunes because that's what you guys are, stars. Thanks for all the good work. And now something for the opening of your show. Just to speak, sanctuary for all, community for all. We'll talk to you later, sisters. Oh, thank you, Chief Broken Arrow. That is awesome. Thank you, Chief. We love it. Love it. And thank you so much again for that five-star review. We are so happy to have you as a part of our Sister Speak family. Family. We're here in Nebraska. And I love that sanctuary for all, community for For all. all. Yeah. (laughs) As long as you don't get it. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think that's coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chief Broken Arrow. That's great. Thank you, Chief. Okay, and our next email is from Judy. Hey, Judy. Hello, sisters and the Sister Speak family. It's nice to see Maggie and Glenn back together. 
Although their blind mission to reunite put so many lives in danger. Yes. Why didn't Tara just say, Glenn, I know you want to get to your wife, but I've got a sprained ankle and we can't hear the walkers inside the tunnel. And we can hear walkers inside the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Let's go around and at least we'll get to her alive. Oh, no. They had to go ahead and both of them almost died. Yep. Love, Carl and Michonne. They made me smile. I know. I know. I like that. Does anyone else think Joe put that rabbit in Daryl's bag? Not Lynn? <gasps> oh, you know what? Judy. I didn't even think of that, Judy. <gasps> Ooh. She says, I think he may have done it to frame Lynn, and he seems to be grooming Daryl for the number two position in the group. Oh, my goodness. Lynn seemed to be trying to cause trouble for Daryl since he joined. But I think Joe sees something in Daryl. He's smart, he's smart and calm, etc. And really wanted him to stay with the group. And knew Lynn would keep antagonizing Daryl. So Joe had to find a way to get rid of him. Just a thought. <gasps> That's an oh excellent thought, Judy! You know what? Now that you mentioned it. Because that dude was like, I, he, I didn't do it. And really, I don't think that other guy was smart enough to think of that. Now that she says it. <laughs> Yeah. Because you see that Joe snatched that bag up pretty quick, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Oh, wow, Judy. Judy. I didn't even think of that. See? Man, our listeners are smart. I know, smart. She says, also, did Daryl recognize that candy wrapper bar? Yep. Candy bar wrapper? I think so. They made a point of mentioning that it was Carl's favorite candy. Yep. I wonder if Daryl remembered that. Yep. I think so. No, that he. Oh, I think so. I think that was the whole point of showing that candy wrapper and showing Daryl looking down on the ground as all the other men just but kept they on didn't walking. Show his reaction to it. They showed him looking well, down. Well, he wasn't going to react. He already. Let me tell you, like Daryl Smart, he didn't figure it out he's probably hunting Rick. I think. I don't know. Oh, I think. Hmm. We'll have to see. Mm, mm, mm. She says, "Don't have much to say about Terminus yet." I do know they have way too many flowers. Don't look at the flowers. <laughs> well, I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Only one episode left. Can't wait for the podcast, Judy. Thank you, Thank Judy, you Judy, for that excellent, excellent email. That yes. is so good. And I didn't even think of that, Judy. Theory. That is an excellent theory. Yes, um, it is. Oh, that sheds a whole new light on it. I know, don't it? Ooh. We'll have to see. Uh-oh. We'll have to see in the next episode. Poor Daryl. He better watch out. Well, I knew that dude is awful. Like, he's too insistent on Daryl staying yeah, with him. Yeah, I know he that is. much. He is. But, yeah. I, mm-hmm. mm. Ooh-wee. Watch out, Daryl. Ooh-wee. Okay, looks like our next piece of feedback is a voicemail. Okay, cool. And I think it's from Steven, so let me play that now. Okay, cool. Hello, sisters and the podcast family. Just watched another great episode of The Walking Dead. I'm glad Maggie and Glenn are back together again and those two groups have merged now and they're all heading to Terminus. Um, I don't quite know why the show is trying to make us think that Daryl maybe is going to join uh, that that well hunter's group maybe, I don't know what to call them. Um, the... There's just no way, because as soon as the, he sees one of his old group, like Rick or whoever, there's, he's just going to be back on on their side. There's there's no doubt about that, I don't think. 
and then right at the end terminus i hope mary is a sweet old lady who's about to cook them some food or something because as soon as i saw terminus i was thinking it looked exactly like the house that beth and Dow walked into and it just looked too good to be true it looked like it was there to lure people in um and then who knows what's going to happen to people who go in there looks like we're going to find out in the next episode uh, season finale and then it'll be on to the game of thrones um so to sign off just look at the dimples sister jay just look at the dimples <laughs> Just look at the dimples, look okay? At the dimples. Woo! And you got Steven, some, you got some nice ones too. Encourage her. <laughs> Do not encourage her. Oh, I love that. Hey, I will have to like have Sister K make me a, a special little sound clip just for that. Oh gosh! And I'll put it on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steven. Thank you, Steven. And you know what? Okay, for the for the group that Daryl's in, we call them the Rednecks because you know I call the China Beach group. Well, I rednecks, call them the Rednecks, whatever. The, yeah. the Rednecks because you know that that's kind of what they're portraying them to be. But and, and as far as Terminus, uh, I think Mary has a nefarious. Um, um, intentions. Intentions. Yeah, be, I, I don't think she's what? she's a good guy. Steven, you had a good point. It was that same feeling yeah. of that funeral home that they went into. Yeah. It was clean. I it didn't was think neat. Of that. Yep. It was just too pretty. Maybe to lure. nice yeah. and quiet mm-hmm. for it to be all that kosher, that, you know? And that's probably what all those signs are all along the way. Go to Terminus. Go to Terminus. Yeah. Go to Terminus. To lure people in. Uh-huh. Damn. Damn. You know it's gonna be some shit because it's gonna be some shit. Ain't nothing nice in the damn Walking Dead. I mean, ain't ain't nothing gonna be too pristine. I know know. it. So thank you so much, Stephen. We enjoyed the voicemails. We sure do. Okay, our next email is from Robert from the Bay. Hey, Robert. Where you been, Robert? Yeah, where you been? Hey, Sister K and or Sister J and Sister K. I haven't emailed in a while. I'm just so used to emailing on Fridays. I just keep <laughs> missing the deadline. Man, All right now. Man, I wish I could have been part of last week's marathon podcast that probably could have contested for a Guinness World Record. I know. For podcasts. You, you may want to check on that record. Mm. I was able to do so much during last week's podcast. I did my laundry, worked out. <laughs> Went jogging, <laughs> took a shower, and had, and had dinner. Oh, my God. And that was all after my 10-hour shift at work listening to the podcast oh. in, between, in Between Patients. Oh, my goodness. Great job, Sister Speak Podcast family. <laughs> you are all the best. Hey, Tia Maria. Wink, wink. Uh-oh. Laugh out loud. Uh. This past week's episode was probably my favorite of the season so far. Although I like to focus on one group over the past couple of episodes, mm-hmm. I do enjoy when they show multiple groups in one episode. I yeah. do too. Yeah. I love seeing Daryl with his new group. That scene where the walker scrapes his face up against the barbed wire, that was sick. <laughs> I know. And the walker taking a dive off the tower by the railroad tracks, that was badass too. <laughs> that was. Loved it. That was. That was. I thought it was interesting how Daryl's new group does the whole claim thing. Mm -hmm. At first, I thought it was kind of childish, 
But but then if you think about it, how else would a bunch of badasses live amongst each other? Exactly. Yep. You have you you have to have rules, and I guess that works for them, as Daryl finds out the hard way. Yep. Hey, the half the half as excuse me, the as half is still a half. <laughs> <laughs> laugh out loud. The mullet dude is growing on me. He seems smart and reminds me of Danny McBride in Eastbound and Down. He was too funny when he claimed that he knew Tara was gay after he called her super hot. <laughs> oh, no. I know it. I know. I know it. He didn't know that. I was cracking up like, dang, that's something I would have said. <laughs> I hope I hope you happy, Sister J, that Rosita was all covered up this oh, week. Oh, hell yeah. But in her defense, Rosita, in the graphic novel, always wears short shorts and tight tank tops. Mm. Just saying. Mm. Don't read me, though. Laugh out loud. <laughs> okay, all. Until next week, stay unbit. P.S. Brother Ray and Jazzy Jazz, I haven't gotten my save the date for the purple wedding. What the deal is? <laughs> oh, no, we haven't either. Yeah, we need some advice. Um, relationship advice. What's the sister's take on interreligious relationships? Oh, I think. It are did, you done? Oh, sorry. Yeah. What's your t- uh, relationship advice? What's the sister's take on the on interracial relationship? Interreligious, excuse me, relationships. Robert from the Bay. Okay. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. Well. I think it depends on the religion and and the people itself. I mean, there's some people that. (laughs) Oh, Sister J. (laughs) You probably don't want me to answer that question. Well, let me go first. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, come on. I think it depends on the religion and the person. Some families raise their children up to only be with their religion and so i think the probably the largest part of your issue is with the family i i don't know you didn't say but is with um because most people nowadays realize that the person for them is not always going to be their same religion it might be someone outside and as long as y'all have the same viewpoints on life and the same goals and you both agree on if you want children or not, or where you want to live, or you know that kind of thing, I think it's fine. And if the, if that person allows their family member to get in the way of that, then that's not the person for you, in my opinion. Oh Lord, Sister Jay's over here cracking up. What do you want to say, Sister I'm Jay? Not, you know what? I'm gonna pass on that question. Why? Because. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I think I should pass on that question. Oh Lord. Anyway, uh yeah. I mean it's like anything else, you know. You make it work or you don't. Yeah, I mean that's all you can do. That's all you can really do. <laughs> oh goodness. No, go ahead and say it on the podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, yeah, so okay. I don't want to say, so Mm-mm. maybe she'll send you a special email, Ooh, Robert, instead of saying anything on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, come on. All right, so all right, thank you, Robert. <laughs> thank you, and Robert. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, get ready for them thrones. Yes. Woo-woo. Okay, our next email is from Crackers. Hey, Crackers. Man. Hey, sisters. 
before I get this party started, Sister K, I am a lady. <laughs> oh, thank you, crackers. <laughs> I can see how all the fussing and cussing I do might get folks confused. Oh, Lord. Well, no, that's not a confusing thing. No, because Sister K be fu- uh, uh, cussing. Mm-mm. But I will say, I don't know if y'all listen, if you listened to last season, we had, I had some confusion because we were talking to several people and you couldn't really tell by the names if they were male or female. So I just didn't mm. know what to say. Anyway, also for both of you ladies, when y'all go aw to my comments, I feel like I just got put in timeout. <laughs> you don't have, you don't have to stop doing it, especially if it comes natural. But I gotta know, should I go stand in the corner when y'all do that? No. Oh, that's funny. Crackers, no, you Ooh, do not have to stand in the corner. It's just that we have a different opinion. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, that's good. That, that's a good one. That's a good okay, one. Okay, on to The Walking Dead. <sighs> I enjoyed that little nugget of screen time that Michonne, Rick, and Carl got. Me too. They're just too adorable, dropping candy wrappers for the raping, murderous claim game to find. <laughs> oh, I know that's right. Mm-hmm. The claim gang didn't seem all that bad except for that Lynn asshole. He was really the only one doing all kinds of janky shit. Mm-hmm. Choking out fools for beds and jacking bunny rabbits and such. Mm-hmm. Lynn deserved every ounce of the ass whooping he got and the arrow in the head. Mm. Joe and everybody else just seemed to be minding their own business and they were sick of Lynn's ass too. That's the way it appeared. That's how it looks. Um, Abraham is on a fool's mission. Eugene's sitting up there talking about some damn zombie dinosaurs and video games. Mm-hmm. On top of that, he doesn't seem to be in any kind of hurry to get back to D.C. to save the world. Exactly. That mullet-wearing son of a bit Excuse me, she didn't say that. That mullet-wearing son of the South is pulling a scam. Glenn should have shut, should have shut down Eugene's whole story by telling everybody what happened at the CDC. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. But I bet you about the CDC. No, well, I was just gonna say, I bet you the writers forgot about the CDC. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, we ain't forgot about it. I did forget it, but I bet they 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 forgot. I did get a bit choked up by Maggie and Glenn reuniting, but their love story is annoying. Yes, which gets me to Maggie's imminent death at Terminus. What? I've read the theories about cannibals at Terminus, but since I'm the type to go left when everybody wants to go right. I say that it's either a, a crazy religious cult or a slavery ring. Oh. I'm basing the religious cult on the cross on the hearse and the sister wife at the entrance. The sister wife. Oh, oh. oh that's good. The sister that's wife. Good. Yeah. Okay. And okay. The slavery ring is based on it being Georgia. Enough said. Ooh. There won't be any discrimination, though. Anybody who gets caught will be working that field. Could be. My death witch, excuse me, my death watch is for Rick, Maggie, Carol, and Judith. It seems like it would be impossible to kill the main character, but ask Ned and Rob Stark about how that works. Uh, yeah. Aw. Yeah. I miss Rob and Ned. I know. I like Eddard. You know, they just showed that episode. (laughs) I know it. Last night on HBO. I know it. I was watching it, too. I was clicking through, and I was like, I can't watch that. I watched it. It's so sad. I watched it. Ned gets... I watched it, and and let me tell you the scene that just stuck out (sighs) to me, and that's when Littlefinger come up in there talking to Ned. 
Well, but you know what? I stick by what I think about Littlefinger at that point. Maybe not that in that episode, no, but the one before. He's trying to get Ned to do what he needs to do early enough before Cersei That does is it. true. And then when he sees Ned ain't going to do it, that's when he says, oh, well, shit, let me go do my other plan. Yeah, because I need that to stay is on true. Top. So I really feel like at first he was, mm-hmm. but then as soon as he saw Ned's old honorable ass, yeah. then he turned his shit around. Mm-hmm. So I stick by that, but he is a dick. Yeah, he's a dick. Dick. And if y'all aren't watching Game of Thrones, I just... Ooh, I, I feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for y'all. Cause that is the best show and, ever. And 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 y'all, all y'all that ain't watched it, y'all get caught up before you be sending us some email on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to go backwards. So well, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to have to explain some shit. You got a week. Yeah. And a half. So go watch them. Go watch them. Go watch so em. you know who the characters are, and so when we talking about it, you'll know who we mean. Yeah. <sighs> all right. So she thinks. Rick, Maggie, Carol, and Judith are on death watch. Without Rick in the picture, Daryl will have to step up as a leader. And this will be Andrew Lincoln's first time on The Talking Dead. That's so true. He has spent four seasons going, fuck Chris Hardwick. What could change now? I'm just saying. Maggie burned up a picture of herself. So if there are cannibals, then she's first up on the barbecue pit. Carol had her full story arc and can't nobody do anything with a baby for long in the zombie apocalypse. See, that's what I say. Oh. Carol and Judas deaths will get Daryl to kill the entire group he's with. Then he will be free to rescue Beth from whatever sex dungeon she's been kept at and finally lear- and finally lose his virginity. Oh, Lord. Even if my way is far-fetched, it would be an interesting finale. Anyway, ladies, that's all I got for you. See you on the other side of the season. P.S. Did y'all see Joffrey on the cover of Entertainment Weekly? That poor actor has such a punchable face. <laughs> Take care, um, Crackers Finn. Thank you, Crackers, Thank you, for that crackers. email. And yes, I did see him I did see that too. on the cover. And you know what, though? That kid is a cute kid, though. He's just, But he's playing the fool out of that part, though. because he He's playing the He's making you hate his ass. that? Mm-hmm. for real but he is he's really a nice looking kid though well, yeah i think he is i think he's a cute kid sister jay now come on when he's not playing joffrey he yeah, is that's true he's Probably. got regular clothes on he doesn't comb his hair like that normally yeah so he's a nice looking little kid well i don't i hope none of the people get killed in the finale but Me i too. feel like they're gonna need to Probably kill Probably off some of them. kill up some, but I mean, we've had enough. Look, we're still trying to deal with little Mika. <laughs> you know. So, Mm-mm-mm. thank you, Crackers. Okay, our next email is from uh, John. Hey, John. Australia. Hey, John. Good eye, sisters. Good day. How's it going? I'm still good, thanks. Before <laughs> I get into the episode, I have to clarify something. A stubby holder is a foam or rubber holder that you can use to drink a can of beer or oh, a koozie of spirits. He means when I'm cozies. Oh, do you Americans call them can coolers? Yeah, we call them cozies. Yeah, stubby holder is a better name, as in a stubby of beer. Regardless, I would still buy a Sister Speak can cooler. <laughs> they're called koozies. Koozies in America, they call koozies. First of all, what is a stubby of beer? A can. I guess a can. A can, I guess. See, I don't I don't know. Yeah, what's a stubby, John? 
Well, he says a stubby holder is a stubby holder is a foam or rubber holder that you use to drink a can of beer or okay. a pre-mixed can of spirits, and he calls it um, a stubby of beer. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Never heard of that. Okay. Okay. Now for the episode. Thank you for clarification because we had no. Clue. Yeah, we had no clue. <laughs> no clue. We we're like, what? We the like hell? that though because that's interesting. Uh, now for the episode. An okay episode compared to last week. It was a tough one to follow. Mm-hmm. First, the bad stuff. Number one, those styrofoam rocks in the plywood tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> that had a styrofoam hole showing plastic dirt above the plywood tra- tracks was the cheapest looking set I've ever seen <laughs> oh, on the show. I thought it was pretty good. I it was pretty good, too. He says, I couldn't look at anything else. <laughs> Number two, does Tara know how to walk? She's always tripping up and causing trouble for people. Thank you. Even though I'm actually interested in her character, me, but me. she really has trouble with con- with the concept of walking. I'm not interested in her character at all. Now, they can kill her off. And I'd yeah, her kill her off. Number three, how stupid is it to fire off a number of machine guns in a train tunnel, making all manner of noise, and then stay there? Yeah, that's a good point. I guess they feel like they... I think they feel like the tunnel probably muffled the sound for outside and they killed all the ones inside. I think we're supposed to assume that they, you know, probably checked out if there was anything else coming. Mm -hmm. Number four, Glenn and Maggie spent all this effort to get back together and stayed in the tunnel with everyone. Yeah. If I went through this with wife, you can be assured that the van is going to be rocking. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. no, we'd have to find a river or a lake or something first to wash up. Yeah, that's true. Now the good stuff. Number one, Daryl's new wolf pack, the Proclaimers. They have <laughs> yeah. Probably... <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that. Proclaimers. Too. I like that. They have probably walked 500 miles. I like Joe, but not his dumb followers. Mm-hmm. Two, finally a reunion of sorts. Glenn and Maggie finding each other was nice. Three, Terminus. I can't wait to see more. Mm. Four, a glimpse of Rick and the two kids he has to look after. Mm-hmm. The two kids? Michonne ain't no kid. Well. Okay, now for everyone's favorite part of my email. Stuff I am pondering. <laughs> Come on with it. Number one, with Maggie burning her picture, is she now dead? Probably not. It's too obviously sneaky. Hmm. That's what uh, Crackers Finn said. Hmm. That she thinks that she might be dead now that she's burned up the picture. Hmm. I know I did think about when she said, you won't need a picture. I'm thinking, yeah, but you don't know how y'all might be separated in the future yeah. or whatever. That's a good point. Number two. In the preview, is Rick gonna is Rick going back to Fruit Loopville? I say yes. Yeah. He looked bloody and he looked crazy. He, he had did. that crazy look in his eye. Yeah, he did. Like when he was down in the basement having him phone calls that wasn't right. really there. Right. Yeah. He had that look in his eye. That means something not good is going to happen. Uh-oh. Number three. Will Rick see Judith next week? I hope so, but probably not. There might be too much going on. Yeah. Number four. I don't think anyone else will reach Terminus this season. They all might meet up elsewhere, but I predict they won't make Terminus, and we'll have two main stories for a while into next season. Hmm. Oh, that would suck. Yeah. I, I hope not, but he could be right, though. Number five, I think China Beach Joe may join the main group. He seems to recognize the need to be in numbers, and when he met or formed the Proclaimers, he may have adapted the situation to keep them together in order to keep himself safe. 
Could be. He might eventually see our main group as a better option. You know, that's a that's good point. A good point too. That's a good point. Number six. I heard that the story arc of Abraham, Rosita, and Eugene will play pretty close to the comic. So if that's true, I won't say anything. Thank you. Except, why would you put Rosita in pants? Such a waste. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now, John. (laughs) If she was a a DMH, Digmatized Ho, uh, it was number four, not three. Mm. Maggie herself claimed the title of of Digmatized Ho number three in her chase of Glenn without thinking of Beth and possibly endangering the others. Aww. Oh, that's the point, though. I don't think so. But, but that's her husband. That's so, her so, husband. So that's not the same thing. So no. But she knows him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first stigmatized hoe didn't know that fool. No. And the second stigmatized hoe didn't know that fool either. No. It was like a couple days after that they was hot for his ass. Yeah. So it's different. That's, um, hey, that second one, Lily, as soon as she opened the door and saw it was a man. That's, <laughs> that, that is so true. Yeah. And her daddy sitting there all sick and breathing, trying to breathe and shit. And she eyeing up the governor. Mm. Number six. At the end of the episode, I had a theory that maybe Terminus is actually a nice place. Mm-mm. And our various groups meeting there would actually be something that causes trouble for paradise. Mm-mm. I have a new theory after seeing the pictures I attached. Oh, he attached pictures. It blew me away, especially after thinking I was clever last week with the same picture. <laughs> they are from a group on Facebook called Dead Threat. Star Trek Mary lived in that, lived yeah. that house. With she the- was on Star Trek. That's where it was. At the house with the paintings before the apocalypse. Ooh. Something happened to flip her out and lay everyone out neatly. Next, she may have left the house and met certain people running a mortuary. Together, they joined her in flipping out and laying people slash walkers out neatly. The food in the cupboard may also have been left because they have established another food source and not needed canned goods. They now prefer fresh food. Mm. These people may not be very good hunters, so they set up traps. Mm. Oh, shit. Now, over time, the mortuary may have lost its effectiveness as a trap because they caught all the local produce they could. So they had to expand. So while they still use the house, they expand their operation by branching out and setting up signs everywhere. Now they have a food delivery service set up. (laughs) The next question is, do these people have little Beth? If so, does that mean we have another shrimp on the Barbie? Yeah. Don't worry about others. Um, others say I like your. Don't worry about what the others say. I like your schedule because I listen to other podcasts to help gather my thoughts. But I save the best for last. I'm also not at all sorry if my feedback are all long emails. <laughs> I enjoy writing this, <laughs> even if I confuse you sometimes with my dry sense of humor. Cheers, ladies. Have a good one, John from Australia. Thank you, Thank John, you, very Ooh, much for that long-ass email. Wait a, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, look. That Mary see. chick had a side pony, and that picture had a side uh, pony. Oh, shit. So the picture last week that we said was Lizzie? It, maybe it, it wasn't. Was maybe that Mary maybe chick. Maybe it was a Mary chick. And then Michelle was looking at a picture with a, a daisy. Sunflower. A sunflower, and there was a bunch of sunflowers in the terminus. <gasps> oh, shit. Ooh, John, I think that's Ooh, right. Ooh, John, I think you're right. Oh, shit. They in trouble. Oh, damn, <coughs> Jay. They are in trouble. Oh, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, John. Thank that you, was John. really good. Yeah, that was. Wow. That, whoever that group is on Facebook, they 
put that shit together. They sure put that shit together. That is awesome. Ooh. Okay, our next email is from Joy. Hey, Joy. Hi, sisters. I was on a business trip last week and didn't get a chance to send in my feedback. What a crazy episode. <laughs> no more lurking Lizzie. Thank goodness. Yeah. Anyway, I was on a plane going through turbulence while I listened to your podcast from two weeks ago, and I was laughing my butt off. I'm sure people thought I was cuckoo. <laughs> I'm normally freaking out with rough turbulence, but y'all helped me through it. So thank you, sisters and the Sister Speak family. That's good. Ooh, Joy, you're freaking me out. Oh, because, uh, yeah, she don't oh, fly. She don't fly. First of all, I fly. would have been freaking out yeah. on that plane. Yeah. You're oh. not a good flyer. Not in, No, I'm not flying anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank goodness. It was okay, Joy. Yeah. Goodness. We glad. We Quit. glad we could make you laugh and forget about the turbulence, too. We're flying. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some people have to for their I jobs. I know. I know. Okay, now <laughs> on to us. Let's get started. Terminus equals creepy. Yep. Why were all the gates unlocked and unguarded? Yep. What was that lady cooking on the barbecue? Beth. I've heard on other <laughs> podcasts that maybe it's Beth. Yep. Ugh. I think I just threw up in my mouth a little. Ew! Not my favorite episode, but I'm glad Glenn and Maggie finally found each other. But I was expecting Maggie to say, now we have to find Beth. Mm -hmm. But no, not one mention. Not one. Nope, not one. Abraham and mullet guy, I can't remember his name, are growing on me. Eugene. (laughs) It's Eugene. Eugene. I am seeing more and more... That mullet guy is not a scientist. <laughs> he was probably a video game nerd living in his mother's basement before the zombie zombie apocalypse. That's what everybody says. Eugene. I just remembered his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Daryl. Those guys are a rough bunch. Uh-huh. Ooh, look look a bottle of red of sweet red claimed. <laughs> Sorry, CJ. I leoed claim first. <laughs> Oh, we'd have to fight for that. Must be new rules set after they ran Rick out of the house because I didn't hear them yelling claim for that bed. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to hear what y'all have to say. Thanks, Joy. Thank you, Joy, Thank for you, that Joy. email. <laughs> oh, yes. And you know what was funny? On mm. um, Twitter, people were yelling claim for Daryl. Oh, yeah. Did you see uh-huh. that on uh-huh. Twitter? Yeah. A lot of people were saying... I claimed Daryl. Uh-huh. I claimed him first. <laughs> that was cute. Thank you, Joy. Well, we know it, if that was indeed true, you'd be claiming Jack and first. Oh, good Lord. Jack and Hagar. <laughs> oh, I forgot about my Jack and. <laughs> oh, I so miss him. Mm. Okay, our next email is from uh, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hi, y'all. My feedback for this episode. Shut up, Eugene. Shut up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Rosita has clothes on. Glenn running and being stupid. Mm-hmm. Tara gets hurt, but I don't care about her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Carl and Michonne are my faves. Yep. What? Only one scene with Carl and Michonne? Eugene talks some more. Soccer mom, Van Zombie. Daryl, rabbits, fighting death of a liar. Shut up, Eugene. <laughs> Tara's just not that into you or your video games. Why did Glenn try to go through a zombie-infested cave when he could have turned around and found Maggie and the rest of the group? Yeah. Rick about to catch a beaten at Terminus. 
<laughs> or no, that's the question. Rick about to catch a beating that terminus. Mm-hmm. The lady that greeted them is smiling in a creepy way. Yeah. Not a good sign. Creepy. Y'all, I can't lie. Three fourths of this episode was whack to me. Why was there not more Michonne and Carl? Yep. Their one scene was not enough. Yep. Besides them and Daryl, I did not care about what happened to anyone else in this That's episode. That's what I'm saying. This did not feel like the pre the penultimate episode to me. It felt like first half of the season writing to me. After last week, I was expecting more. At least they finally got to Terminus, which took about six, four to six episodes when it could have taken one or two. Yep. Anyway, clearly everything is about to blow up next week. Why was there only one person greeting them when they arrived at Terminus? Mm-hmm. That's what, see, that's what I'm saying. Because the rest of them is back there locking up the gate. Creepy and suspicious. I look forward to seeing Michonne, Carl, Carol, Tyrese, and Daryl next week. Yep. Honorable mentions, Sasha, Bob, Maggie. Everyone else better step up their game for the finale. Yep. And then she has update, update, update. And then she has a picture of a Walmart $5 clearance sign. <laughs> Went back to the Walmart that was selling the trick hole dolls. They are still there. Oh, my goodness. But they have been moved to the other side of the aisle, which is apparently the real bargain section. They were hanging underneath one of those clearance banners that say $5, and the $9 sticker was gone. Oh, my goodness. Even that doesn't sound like a real bargain to me. Next time, the price really will be at or under four ninety seven. <laughs> Even if it hits that price, no one is buying. <laughs> Maybe next week they'll realize that and finally take them off the shelves. Catch you later, ladies. Erin from North Carolina. Oh, thank you, Erin. Thank you, For that email. And, ooh, I, See, can't, said, I can't believe nobody's buying it. I can. That's the trick hole doll. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. We but, said that, though, when you told us yeah. about the doll. We said, see, ain't nobody going to buy that even for $9 or $5. Yeah. If they come down to 50 cent, maybe somebody will buy it. <laughs> Wait, only to keep their collection together, but not for any other reason than to have a full collection. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm, uh, mm, thank mm. you, Erin. Thank you, Erin. Okay, our next email is from Andrea. Hey, Andrea. Hey, sisters. I'm going to make an effort to keep this short. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Let's get started. <laughs> it was good to see Rick, Michonne, and Carl. I'm glad the next week's episode seems to be focused on them. Me too. I'm surprised that Joe and the Merles are were tracking Rick. <laughs> the Merles. The Merles. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like that. The Merles. They, I like that. They don't seem like the kind of guys that would be trying to avenge the death of a friend, especially since they killed one of their own this week. Exactly. Maybe they're just pissed that Rick let them left them to turn and kill them. Yep. Yep. Daryl, although he looks the part, doesn't fit in with this new group. I like the line Joe says about the saddest thing. Being an outdoor cat thinking he's an indoor cat. I did too. I like that. I see Daryl as being a closet indoor cat. He wears the out he wears the outdoor cat disguise, but he's a sensitive soul inside. I don't think so. I think he is sensitive inside. Well, but I don't think he's a closet indoor cat. Mm-mm. Glad to see Maggie and Glenn reunite, but the fact that they got their big reunion in the penultimate episode makes me nervous for them in the finale. Especially since she burned that picture. I know. See, look at them steaks. Yeah, those are steaks on the grill. Big fat steaks. Um, she says um, it makes her nervous. Ooh, that looks like an elbow. Sister <laughs> Jay, can you pay oh, attention? Sorry. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> You're so ignorant. Damn, that looks nasty. Okay. Okay. 
So she's nervous. Uh, glad to see Maggie and Glenn reunite, but the fact that they got their big reunion in the penultimate episode makes me nervous for them in the finale. I think so. Especially since she burned that picture. That being said, I would have taken the extra day and gone around that tunnel. Yeah. No way I'm walking through when I can hear the zombies groaning on the inside. Mm-hmm. Triple H got some clothes. Yay! <laughs> I agree with Sister J. That was too much skin for the zombie apocalypse. Thank you. I'd rather be covered and hot than be sunburned or walker food. Mm-hmm. She's Latina. She ain't going to be sunburned. Oh, uh, yeah. They can get sunburned. That's true. Everybody can get sunburned. Yeah, just because she got fair skin. I would be more concerned with ticks and fleas and and stuff. That's true. I call BS on Eugene knowing anything that would be useful in curing the zombie (laughs) outbreak. There is some kind of catch there, I'm sure. Yep. I kind of think he shot that truck up on purpose. Mm. Ooh. Oh, man. And he insisted on navigating to double back and catch Glenn and Tara. Something's up with that dude. Something else that's been bugging me. Why haven't they seen uh, these signs for Terminus before? Yeah. With all the supply runs and Michonne searching for the governor, wouldn't they all know about this place? Now, that is a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. So they have finally arrived at Terminus, and this is my complaint. It may as well have a sign that says, Welcome to Terminus. P.S. It's a trap. There's no guards, no lookouts, and the freaking gate is not even locked. Yep. Then they meet creepy-looking Mary, who's out there warming up the grill. I think they are totally cannibals. Yeah. She said, come in, and I'll make you a plate. Yeah. Run now before you end up eating barbecue best kebabs. Yep. I know. See, she said, make you a plate. I was reading something that said there is a pattern to, ha- uh, to how Walking Dead ends the seasons. Mid-season finales pick up where we left off the season where we left off and season finales do a time jump. I'm curious to see how we end this season. Hmm. Going back to the episode claimed Michonne and Carl were in that creepy house and they were looking at all the artwork. There is major foreshadowing to the coming storylines. We see rabbits, flowers, one of the dog and the Michonne unwraps the one of that woman. Doesn't it look yeah. awfully familiar? And she puts yeah. a picture of that. Again. Yeah. Yes. That's a- you guys are right, man. You guys are good. Yeah, I know. Can't wait for the finale. Until next time, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea. And you know, we got totally off of that because Lizzie wore her hair like that, too. Yep. Oh, man. You guys are good, y'all, though. Yeah, y'all are smart. Wow. I was not thinking anything about that. Me either. And I totally didn't get the sunflowers either, but I should have. I know. Yeah. But yeah. It does look a little too pristine there, mm-hmm. though. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next email is from Gia. Okay. Hi, sisters. A little over a year ago, I was looking for a True Blood podcast to listen to. When I came across your podcast, I decided to give it a chance. One listen, and I've been hooked ever since. (laughs) I love your hilarious recaps of True Blood, Ben Thrones, and The Walking Dead. Yay. I finally decided to stop being so shy and write in, so here we go. Yay. Yay, Gia. First of all, I'm glad that mullet man, Eugene, finally did something smart and saved Glenn's behind. Yeah. He was on my nerves from the get-go, but in the beginning of this episode, um, when he was trying to flirt with Tara, I had finally had enough of him. (laughs) Since he rescued Glenn's crazy ass and reunited him with Maggie, yay, I guess I'll give him another chance. Yeah. I was so happy to finally catch a glimpse of Rick, Michonne, and Carl for the first time in weeks. 
Plus, that game Carl and Michelle were playing was too cute. That was so cute. However, I am so worried for them now that I realize that they are being tracked by those crazy guys. I know. I seriously can't wait for Daryl to ditch that crazy-ass Gary Busey lookalike. <laughs> and his... Pa- <laughs> Gary Busey He does not look like Gary now, Busey. Now, Gary Busey is tore up. Tore up. From the flow up, y'all. Tore up. Oh, he is tore up. That's what that's drugs what, do to well, you. I was going to say, that's what cocaine will do to you. I know. He looks terrible. Because his nose is all out of shape, and he is just awful looking. He's crazy acting, too. Yeah. Um... And his pack of old creeps. The way that group operates is barbaric, which makes me worry about Daryl. It seems like old Joe is constantly watching Daryl and is waiting for him to slip up so they can kill him, just like they did that other guy. Sadly, I think their influence might be rubbing off on Daryl since he decided not to cover that dead guy's body. Yeah. But I could, no, I think he was just pissed at the dude. Because mm. the dude was rude. Um, but I can also see why he didn't care to show that man any respect after how he tried to get him killed. Exactly. Lastly, I felt so bad when Joe made that comment, there's nothing more sad than an outdoor cat trying to be an indoor cat comment. Poor Daryl. I am so glad that we finally got to see a glimpse of Terminus, but I still don't trust that place. Mm-mm. This episode has kept me on the edge of my seat, and I am so excited to see what happens next week. Take care, sisters. Gia. Thank you, Gia, Thank you, for Gia. your first email. We love you. You did good on your first yeah, email. Yeah, you did good. And it's long ass, too, girl. Well, it wasn't, Dang. it wasn't really that long. Yeah, it's kind of long, Gia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Gia. Thank you, Gia. Okay, our next one is from Ashley and Tori. Oh, okay. Hello, sisters. My name is Ashley, and I am a longtime listener of your podcast, but this is my first time writing in. Oh, another first-timer. I learned of your podcast from my girlfriend, Tori. She introduced me to the Game of Thrones podcast that you ladies do. She actually won the Game of Thrones yeah. shot glasses from one of the contests y'all had a while back. Yes. Yeah, Tori. Yes. We haven't heard from her either in a I while. I know. Where's she at? We are professional semi-truck drivers and are on the Whoa. road traveling to the beautiful, excuse me, in our... In, we are on the road traveling the beautiful USA, and you ladies are the highlight of our week every week. Yay! Um, we appreciate all the laughs and conversations you bring to us. You ladies are amazing. Oh, anyway, so nice. on to our feedback. Okay. For the last two episodes of The Walking Dead. Sorry, Sister J, for this long as email. Oh, come on, way to girl. First off, uh, we want to talk about. No, wait. First, we want to talk about the episode from last week. Episode 14, The Grove. Mm -hmm. We are extremely sad for cute little Mika. She should not have had to die like that. I know. How horrible must it have been to be killed by your big sister? I have four younger siblings myself, and I couldn't imagine anything like that. Just cray cray. Mm -hmm. Tori said she would have her, she would have left Lurk and Lizzie in the house sleeping and packed up little Judith and left her as there. Sadly, shooting her was the option these writers took, which was a major shock. But hey, it was time for her crazy ass to go. But I think that was being generous to her, though. I wouldn't, I don't think they could abandon her knowing that she would get bit and then turn and be a walker and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's the reason they they killed her instead. So she would not come back. Yeah. And speaking of that, let me just mention this, too. We had a. And it's since been removed, so that tells you something. Oh, yeah. We had a tweet um, from someone, I can't remember their name right now, that said they're going to stop listening to the podcast because we were advocating, or we, 
I can't remember the word they used, but they, they didn't like the fact that we were saying that they should have sh- killed off Lizzie. Lurk and Lizzie. And how could we advocate the death of a child or something like that? And I wrote back and said, it's did a you character. Listen, first of all, did you listen to the full podcast? Because mm-hmm. that was one part of it. And I was saying I felt bad for Lizzie, but I knew that she couldn't live with them any longer. She mm-hmm. had to kind of go. But that I still felt bad about it. And that this is a TV show. This is TV characters, fictional. And because we wanted Lurk and Lizzie to go, and a lot of people did, does not mean they advocate killing kids. Exactly. So, I mean, how ignorant can you be? I know. But I just wanted to address that so that people understand, yes, it's a TV show. And yes, we get caught up in it. But we can understand that these are characters. They are yeah. not real people. And I mean, so, you know, just because we talk about the triple hole and stuff, that don't mean we want to go Hollywood. You know, <laughs> Triple H or the tri- Dickmatized Hole and shit. That don't mean we want to do that. Come on now. Mm. Anyway, I, I just thought of that, so I wanted to bring that up. Mm. But they have since deleted the tweet. And well, so, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. See, they, they, uh, they wasn't too fucking crazy because they tweeted it to you because they didn't tweet it to me. It did. It was copied to you too. But oh, I anyway. didn't see it. Yeah, because they deleted it before I think anyone saw. Anyhow, mm-hmm. look, you know, if you want to stop listening because you don't agree, that's your right. Please. I wouldn't even explain just, that shit. I just don't know why you would write into that. But anyway. I don't understand people who listen to shit and they don't like it and then they. They write you an email or tweet or 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 Facebook. Just don't fucking listen. Shit. <laughs> you know we don't give a damn. <sighs> we don't care about you anyway. We do. No, we, we don't. Do. We don't okay. care about them stupid, ignorant ass people who don't have nothing better to do in their life but to write a bunch of negative shit. Hell no. Okay, so. So, um, Ashley says, I know we, we was ready for her to go. It just makes me wonder why the writers didn't let the railroad track walker bite her. Poor cutie Mika. She will be missed. Yeah. Carol did an amazing job. She is one of my favorite characters. Her acting skills are amazing. Yep. Now let's talk about episode 15, um, us. Mm-hmm. This episode made me cry. It okay. made me realize how amazing true love is and how it can be the most valuable weapon or your worst enemy, even in the zombie apocalypse. Hmm. I was happy to see Michonne, Rick, and Carl again. Yeah. Seeing that Michonne is able to show him how to be a kid again made me smile. That is a good point. I love that. Yeah, that is a good point. Rick seemed to be happy about that as well. It would have been nice to have more time with them, but nonetheless, it was good to see. It was good to see that they were doing good and smiling. I thought it was interesting that the doctor wanted to be there for Glenn and Dickmatize Ho number two's sister. <laughs> laugh out loud. <laughs> Her name is Tara. Even though he has all the answers, he still has a heart. In my mind, otherwise, he is completely useless. <laughs> Blowing up valuable tankers and whatnot. And Mr. G.I. Joe. I can't stand his ass. <laughs> him being such a bitch and a major as white. Oh, I like him. I kind of like Abraham. Yeah, I like Abraham too, so far. We all have realized by now that the doctor is just using him to get to a safe place. Yeah. What a damn dummy dumb dumb. <laughs> well, he's... That's true because, honey, the doctors keeps telling him I'm smarter than you. You don't yeah, know that. Yeah. And he still just goes on. Well, but he's all brawn and no brain. Um... Tori thought it was really honorable of Glenn to not let Dickmatize Ho number two sister just sit there and die. 
But she says that the lie that he told Maggie about her is going to come back and bite him in the I ass. I think so too. And they and, get to Terminus and Rick sees her face and tells everybody who she is. Yep. Because that's true. Because the point is he should not have lied. Yeah. He could have just simply said, I met her on the road. He did. That's what he said. Well, no, no, no. What I mean is he could have just simply said, this is Tara. This is whatever. I don't know. Instead he should of, not have lied. He should yeah, not have lied. No. Hopefully Maggie will understand if it's if it's not off with her head. Well, that's all for now. Until next time, ladies. Sorry for the long-ass email. No, you're not. You ladies are awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. To all the late... To all the haters, anything less than five stars is a joke. That's right. These ladies are the best. So if you don't have nothing nice to say, take my advice and say nothing at all. That's right. If the sisters don't read you, we, the Sister Speak fans, will read your ass. That's right. If Tell them, girl. If it's too loud, turn the volume down. <laughs> That's why they put the, these things called volume buttons on the amazing technology they make these days. Boop. Boop. Okay, later, ladies. Ashley and Tori. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Ashley and Tori. Yeah, we we like that too. Mm-hmm. Thank you so. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad you wrote in. I am too. And like, I think it's just awesome. awesome. You are lady truck drivers. I Driving like that. I like that. I like that too. Long haul truck drivers. That, ooh, that's some tiring work though. Dang. I know. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And y'all be swerving and shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. When you guys get tired, pull over. Because y'all be swerving and shit. And, you know, scaring people on the road. Scaring folk on the road. Yeah. Yeah. About once a month, though, we have some 18 wheeler come through, like the the mix master or something downtown, and then they, you know, flip off. Oh, yeah. They flip over on the side. Yeah. Uh huh. Because it's like five five little highways stacked up, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. They'll just be going too fast. Or they'll fall asleep at the wheel. Or they not paying attention something. or something. Yeah. you know. Anyway. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Ashley and Tori. Okay, our next email is from Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey, sisters. I love your long-ass podcast. <laughs> I don't know many. I don't know of many podcasts that will let themselves get too much feedback before becoming selective about which ones they'll read. Oh. I have always really respected that you read all of yours. Yeah, we do. We do. We love it. We don't care. I mean, if you want to write some negative shit, hey, at your own risk, baby. Sister Jay, he didn't say anything. No, no, about no. Negative. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about. No, he's we- saying that if they get too many. They start picking out which ones they're going to read. They don't read all of them. Oh, I thought he meant because they're negative. No, no, no. He's saying they're selective about which ones they'll read. Oh, yeah. Because they don't read all of them. We read all of them. I had a feeling some characters, but not all, would start meeting up. They certainly had me confused when I saw there was more than three shooters saving Glenn in the tunnels, though. Mm -hmm. See, I was confused, too. I was like, who are all these people? Yeah, yeah. Maggie's excuse for burning the picture seemed like a load. How can you promise uh, <laughs> a load? How can you promise he'll never need that picture again? Mm-hmm. Is she honestly trying to tell him that they'll never get separated again in the apocalypse? She probably trying okay. to say they writing me out next week. Michonne mm. and Carl were adorable with their game. Yep. It's nice to see Michonne shed some of her aloof serious act from 
season three and enjoying herself sometimes. Yep. I didn't think we would get to Terminus until at least the beginning of the next episode. What was up with that with their security though? Yeah. It seems like a group of zombies could have rattled those chains open with little effort. Is Mary really naive to think everybody that comes would obey the sign about the guns? Or is there a whole bunch of armed people in the buildings to come to her aid if visitors are hostile? I believe that's true. I think the second part's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other people there. Trust Uh me, they're behind them. They're surrounding them. For Daryl, I'm glad that dispute over the the head in the bag didn't go, the the rabbit in the bag didn't go the usual route of the new guy must be untrustworthy. Mm -hmm. Also, I claim best feedback. I claimed it, so it's mine. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Sorry about the confusion of your favorite Game of Thrones characters last week, especially to Sister K for implying hers was Walter Frey. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> you got that all twisted. All twisted. Uh, Sam is not useless, but your hate of him still cracks me up, Sister K. <laughs> He's useless. I'm sorry Buck got recast, Kay. (laughs) 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 He sure did. Yeah, they recast little Bucky. Bucky is (laughs) gone. He says, all of your male interests from that show seem to turn into other people. I know. Ain't that the effing truth? (laughs) At least we still got Tyrion. Oh, hell no. Now, sisters... (laughs) Now, sisters, look at the flowers. Just look at the flowers. And he put a picture of some pretty flowers on here. Ooh. Keep looking. I, I forgot to love the gun. Uh, I mean, just look at the flowers. <laughs> Those are pretty flowers. Todd. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, That's Todd. a very pretty picture. That is a good picture. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay, our next email is from Lisa. Hey, Lisa. Hi, sisters. Last week's podcast was amazing. I loved hearing from everyone, but I felt bad for Sister K. Girl needs some Gatorade or something. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You know what? I do need some hot cider or something. Yes, you did. This week's podcast probably won't be as epic, but I can guarantee it will be better than that episode of The Walking Dead. (laughs) That shit was boring. First of all, I don't give a shit about Glenn, Maggie, Sasha, Tara, and all, <laughs> and all those other people they were hanging out with. <laughs> Fuck, could they be any more boring? I like Bob more than the rest of them, but I'd sacrifice him if I could get rid of this crowd. <laughs> I was praying that the tunnel would cave in and kill them all, just so, just so that precious airtime wouldn't be wasted on their boring asses. <laughs> That dude who claims he's a doctor is totally not a doctor. I know. He's some mullet-headed video game player who lived in his parents' basement and is bullshitting these idiots in order to get protection for as long as possible. He may not be a doctor, but he's certainly not dumb. As for trick hoe number three, I don't think she's a trick hoe. I just don't understand how come she's dressed up all pretty and clean with her hair and pigtails and big old gold hoop earrings. It makes no sense. Yeah. Everyone else looks jacked up, but here comes old Lupita. (laughs) Her name is Rosita. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Lisa. (laughs) Here comes old Lupita looking fresh as a summer breeze. (laughs) And that's (laughs) 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 But you know what? She got a point. Oh my gosh. Oh my, that's funny. And that's another thing. I can't remember her name is Rosita. So for some reason, I'm stuck on calling her Lupita. 
<laughs> so Lupita it is. Oh, Lord. And Tara's mopey ass needs to get bit. Thank you. Just looking at her face makes me mad. Thank you. I wish someone would just punch her and tell her to stop acting like a teenager who just got dumped by her boyfriend. Mm. Speaking of acting like mopey teenagers, Daryl needs to stop being emo about Beth being taken. Thank you. He's pouting like he lost his girlfriend or something. Even the cavemen he's hanging out with picked up on that. <laughs> and they are hardly the most emotionally aware people around. Mm-hmm. And as for that group, I guess that's what happens to men when there's no women around to civilize them. Mm-hmm. It's like reverse evolution. Mm-hmm. The only part of this episode I liked was the brief glimpse of Rick Michonne and sweet little Shane. <laughs> Baby. Michelle relaxed and smiling and playing with Shane is just wonderful. <laughs> now you know his name is Carl. Ooh, 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 that is a good one. That's good. Oh my goodness. She's so beautiful. I dig men, but damn, having Michelle would make a girl reconsider. <laughs> They're all so happy like a little family. I know. So we know that's about to go straight to hell. And it makes me sad because I like seeing Michonne and Shane like this. <laughs> she is serious. She is serious. Call him Shane. As oh for Terminus, I don't get a good feeling about it. The gate was unlocked and there were no guards. Yep. What the fuck? Yep. Aren't they worried about walkers or redneck bandits or other invaders? Mm-hmm. Apparently not. I wonder why. That woman the group met up with gives me the creeps. I know. I have a, sink- a sneaking suspicion that at Terminus, human flesh is the other white meat. Like. <laughs> Like when they have you for dinner, they have you for dinner. Exactly. Glenn will be the Chinese food. Maggie. Ooh! Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Glenn is Korean. Oh Lord, Lord, Lord. So he'd be the Korean food. Oh Lord. Maggie will be the white bread. Lupita is spicy Mexican. Oh Lord. And Bob could be the booze added to the sauce. Oh Lord. Yeah, that's about it. This episode sucked. I really, really hope this finale, the finale is better, but even if it isn't, it's almost time for Dim Throne. Yeah, And it rarely disappoints. Can't wait to see my boyfriends, Jamie and Tyrion, Badass <laughs> Brienne, and those dragons. Okay, yeah. now I'm about to fight you for Tyrion now. Oh, Lisa. hell no! <laughs> Love, Lisa from Toronto. Thank you, Lisa, Not, very much for that email. Sh- hold on. She does oh. Um, Lisa from Toronto, not the coldest part of Canada, but fucking cold anyway. <laughs> it was 14 degrees, degrees yesterday. Spring my ass. Oh, P.S. Sister J, I would not qualify for the itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> not by a long shot. <laughs> you and Jackie are on your own. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa, for that email. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lisa, that's hilarious. You are too crazy. I can't believe 14 degrees. Ooh, Lord. No way. Oh, ooh. No. No way. way. It was 81 today. Now, mm. in Canada, they do use Celsius, so I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. Oh, she said, oh. 14 degrees. So ooh. That means it's real cold. No, that means it's probably like. 40, 30, 40. Below? No, above. Uh-uh. Zero is... Um, Celsius is lower than Fahrenheit. Right. Zero is their 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So, zero Celsius is our 32 degrees Fahrenheit. So if it's, oh, I see. If it's 14 degrees Celsius, it's probably about 
45 or 50 degrees. Oh, hell, I don't do math. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a smart person, but I don't do math. I got a calculator for that. But it's anyway, be yeah. that as it may, like I said, it was 81 degrees in Dallas today. Cold. So, it's hey, too damn cold. that's why I'm living here. It's, anyway, thank you so much for that email. Thank you, Lisa. That was great. It's Carl and Rosita. Oh, but I like you calling them little Shane. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Oh, okay. Okay, our next email is from Sister Tip Tip. Hey, Sister Tip Tip. Hey, sisters and fam. Well, it looks like Joe has confirmed our fears. Yep. Choke out remembers what Rick looks like. And not only that, but they're planning, but they're making it. A point to go find him and get revenge. Yep. This is going to be sticky, especially if Daryl is caught in the middle. Yep. Will we lose our Daryl when he takes a bullet intended for Rick? No. Hell, he going to kill him. I hope not. He going to kill him. Speaking of Rick, I feel li- I feel that he likes having Michonne around for selfish reasons. Mm-hmm. When Carl was with Michonne, he's a kid. Yep. Isn't that what Rick wants anyway? Exactly. Yeah. That's a good observation. Well, that's what he told her in the house. But that's a good observation, though. He told her in the house that um, Carl needs him. Yeah. Or, her. excuse me, Carl needs her and that that's a lot to put on her. And she said she was okay with it. Yeah. So. That is true. He did say that. Is um, I don't think he looks at her romantically as Mm-mm. a lot of ship fans want him to. No. But I do think he loves her as being the only person who can keep his son in a child's place. And see, that's what I think too. And, and, and I don't think Michonne looks at Rick like that either. It's not a romantic thing. It's like a... It's like a mutual respect thing to me because she wasn't really flirting with Rick. She was flirting with Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning of the first half of season four, when Glenn and Maggie had a pregnancy scare, I mentioned that I thought eventually Glenn would give in to Maggie about getting pregnant and then he would die or Maggie would die if he continued to say no. And then he would regret not having a piece of her left. I think I can say after this episode that I'm learning I'm leaning more towards Glenn giving in and letting Maggie have her baby now. The scare of possibly losing her forever will soften him up a bit. And he'll give her what he wants, what she wants. But then again, by them burning the photo of Maggie, I'm not sure she'll make it. Yeah. Okay, now it's time for me to say the exact same thing that I think everyone else will say in their feedback. Terminus has the worst security ever. <laughs> a high fence with a chain. Great if you're actually going to lock the chain up, but two mm-hmm. high fences with chains. That's because even better it's a trap. if either one of them were locked. Yeah, we all noticed that there were no people milling around in the main yard. Heck, even Woodbury had a few people out for a stroll every now and then. Mm-hmm. My main concern, however, was the fact that for Terminus to be this haven for the living, how come there were only a few crops out front? Mm-hmm. Even if there was one person living there, that wouldn't have been enough even for that one person. I think the theories I've been hearing in other podcasts about who or what lives in Terminus might end up being true. Sister K, I won't say what I've been hearing, but I'm pretty sure someone else will say it in their feedback because it's a pretty widespread speculation that makes me think that there's some truth to it. Yeah. My dad seems to think that Terminus is Herschel's Barn 2.0. Yeah. And the signs are traps to lure people in to feed a train station full of the undead. Hmm. Oh, no, that's different. That's a little different than what people are saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're trying to feed the undead. I think they're no. trying to feed themselves. They're trying to feed themselves. <clears throat> Joe scared me for a moment when he mentioned that Terminus is a lie. As he kept talking about 
how there was no true sanctuary for men like him, I realized what he meant. Yeah. You know, I did think that too the first time he said that. The well, first time I watched it. I didn't though. <clears throat> At first though, I thought he knew something that we didn't. No. I don't think he's a good guy. Oh no. I don't think he is either, but but Hold on. She I, I read that wrong. I don't think he's a good guy, but I think he's trying his best to be a fair guy. You can't hate on that. Side note, do y'all think Daryl decided not to cover up Lynn's body because fuck him? Or do you think it was because Daryl was trying to play the role and pretend he didn't care for Joe's group? I think, it's my personal opinion, I think he was playing the role. Because Daryl was going to cover him up. And then I think he, it was like, in that instant he went, oh shit, yeah, okay. I think it was... He was going to cover him up, and then he looked at him thinking, this is the motherfucker who was telling me the other day I was pussy whipped, and then trying to kill me over a fucking rabbit. I don't think was, that. And I, then he, I, I think, think he, he did it for the group. Oh. Because, because Daryl realized, or this is my opinion, Daryl's smarter than people think. Daryl probably real recognized, that was his first reaction, because that's Daryl. But then he recognized, oh shit, I'm with these rednecks. And even though they had started going, walking off, but he knows that one of them probably looking back at him. And it's like he kind of forgot, oh, shit, I'm with this group. So, and then, hey, this is a guy that traveled with them and they beat him to death. I don't think Daryl's worried about that, actually. Well, I think he did it because he was part of the group. I think he decided that that dude was not worth his respect. And that's why he said, no, he wasn't going to cover him up. Hmm. About a week, uh, she says, about a week ago, I was reviewing Latin phrases that we use in English all the time. Things like quid pro quo, non sequitur, and stuff like that. Imagine my surprise when The Walking Dead helped illustrate the meaning of dus, dus, oh lord, dus es machina for me. Basically, dus es machina is when a hopeless situation gets solved out of nowhere. Much like having a dumb, love-struck man in a glass Jane trapped under a rock being saved by a gang of badasses with guns blazing. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but this email is pretty long as it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I introduced my dad to Game of Thrones the other day. He said to me, you knew I, you knew I was going to like it with all these titties and asses every five <laughs> My God. He uh, said, uh, uh, you knew I was going to like with all these titties and asses every five minutes. <laughs> 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 I also put him on to Sister Speak, so yay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Hi, Dad. Hey, Dad. <laughs> anyway, I hope everyone has a good weekend, and we'll see what's up for our final episode next week. I can just see somebody's dad going, ooh, I like all these titties and <laughs> Tip. P.S. Will you ladies be doing a Game of Thrones preseason podcast? Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Sister Tip Tip. And thank you, Sister Tip for Tip. For that long as email. And thank you, Dad, for listening to us. <laughs> and I don't think we'll, we, we will have time for a preseason. No. Um, we've already, you know, there's nothing for us to really cover. No. Until not the first episode comes out. Mm-hmm. So I think the answer will be no. There's not going to be a preseason podcast. No. But and plus, we've already told them to call in their taglines and stuff and, and uh, all that. So, yeah. No. Well, I mean, there's just nothing for us to talk about. No. It'd be different if there was like a 
a season we didn't talk about yet or something. But okay, yeah. Well, thank you, Sister Tip Tip. Thank you, Sister Tip Tip. Okay, our next email is from uh, oh Black Lannister. Oh, hey Black Lannister. Hey, sisters and Sister Speak family. Black Lannister in Iowa checking in. All right. Once again, you ladies are proving a great. Excuse me. You ladies are providing a great podcast. Love it, love it. Five stars. Cool. First of all, take a drink. <clears throat> I can't get last week's episode out of my mind. They killed off two children within five minutes and just kept it moving. Mm-hmm. This show is a motherfucking beast. <laughs> and after sleeping on it, I realized that Carol is a damn serial killer. <laughs> no, she's not. Tyrese forgave her out of fear. He ain't no killer, but he damn sure he damn sure knows what that she is. Mm. I bet he better I bet he better chill out with those night trimmers and and shit that he does in his sleep. <laughs> yeah. If he takes a long pause in between breaths, Killer Carol may just put him out of his misery. Ooh, Lord. She killed two people and burned their bodies out of enjoyment. Maybe not no, she didn't. Maybe not enjoyment, but because she was bored and didn't have to come all the way back to their cells after they died. I don't think that wasn't it. That wasn't I don't it. I don't I don't agree at all. No. It just didn't matter to her. They weren't her friends. She wouldn't have killed Carl or Herschel if they were sick. She would have locked the cell they were in and if they had died, she would have taken care of the zombie after they turned. Not just kill them because she was passing by and didn't have the patience to wait for them to die. Her killing Lizzie because she couldn't trust her is no better than Rick banishing Carol because he couldn't trust her. When I think back, I don't even think she cared whether her husband died. Shane beat the crap out of him, and she didn't shed a tear. Well, no, she wouldn't. No, she did. Remember that scene? Yeah, but the Um, point is she was a battered wife at that point. But she was trying to get Shane to stop uh, beating on the dude. Yeah. And um, anyway, she didn't really grieve over Sophia that much, not even as much as Daryl. I know I wouldn't turn my back on her. And I've had, and I've heard y'all coughing and hacking with bronchitis before. She would have taken both of y'all out a couple of weeks. <laughs> now that's true. Oh yeah, she probably would have stabbed us. Mm-hmm. And I'd been like, look at his allergies. But I don't, I don't agree. She's a serial killer. I don't either. I don't, I don't agree either. with that at all. I don't either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tyrese is the worst babysitter ever. He is always leaving the kids alone. He's worse than my drunk uncle buddy who left me and my cousin sitting outside the Ooh. liquor store when he exited out of a different door and went home. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, that's wrong. That is so wrong. See, Uncle Buddy was trying to hey, get lit. Hey, I hope your parents got him. Uncle Buddy was trying to get lit. He wasn't thinking about no kids. Mm, mm, mm. And why does it seem that Maggie doesn't give a damn about Beth? Mm-hmm. She could just as easily write Glenn and Beth. Uh, go to Terminus. It's a short name. Just four more letters. Yeah. I hope Beth pops her right in the mouth when she sees her again. Beth's probably been seeing those signs all over the damn countryside. Mm. I don't know. I don't think I don't so. I think Beth is seeing much. Beth, Beth got got. And then when Glenn and Maggie see each other, it was like blah, blah. Like no big deal. It didn't move me at all. Eugene ain't no damn genius scientist that will save the world. <laughs> He's Forrest Gump without the military training. <laughs> Looks like Rosita found some pants. Thank the Lord. Mm-hmm. Hopefully she got a chigger nest and learned her lesson. Ooh. Oh, she got in a... Yeah. yeah. See, I'm thinking about mosquitoes. And right. Sex. Exactly. Cover up. You're in a damn apocalypse, Triple H. Harry <laughs> And in the episode a couple of weeks back, was it just me or did you get the feeling that when Bob kissed Sasha, she was thinking, I don't care if you are the last man on earth. 
She had zero feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like she didn't zero. really care. Mm-hmm. Till next week, ladies. Shout out to my sister Roz in Fort Worth. And I promise if we are separated during a zombie apocalypse, I won't pull a Maggie on you. <laughs> I will make some type of effort to find you or at least leave you a P.S. at the bottom of my zombie blood note to my husband. Ain't that the truth? P.S. Everyone should go to iTunes and leave some feedback to, the, to get the sisters a higher ranking. The ladies never asked this of us, but I think we should do it on our own and give a roll call to where we are living. Any other listeners in Iowa? Uh, that is from Black Lana Star. Thank you, Black Lana Star. Thank you, Black Lana Star. And actually, I don't think the ratings give us a higher um, rating in iTunes. It's the subscribes. Yeah. From iTunes. So if you subs- go to iTunes and hit the subscribe button for our podcast, that's what's going to get us a higher rating. More than the um, ratings. The ratings, though, do help people who are looking for us. They do. To know if they should try us out or not. Mm -hmm. So we love the ratings. And Black Lannister, you only got a week, and then you'll be with your family. You'll be back Um, with the Lannister. Back with your family and Cersei and Jamie. With your drunk sister, Cersei. Yeah, with your drunk sister and your one-handed brother, uh, Jamie. Mm -hmm. And her other brother, Tyrion. Oh. Jay, stop. Stop. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. I'll save it for the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Black Lannister. Thank you, Black Lannister. Okay, our next email is from Myron. Hey, Myron. Okay. Um, hello, sisters. This will be my season four episode of Stump the Sisters. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. Don't worry, Sister K. I won't embarrass you as, as much as I think I did. When you read my last email about how close I am with white people, I promise. (laughs) Are you ready to play? Then let's get started. Okay. Okay. By the way, I will leave the answers at the end of the email. Type backwards just to keep you two honest. Oh, Oh, I did something. Sister K, question one. In the claimed episode, Michonne and Carl entered a house. What was the picture Michonne first took the time to look at? Tick tock, tick tock. Read the answer below if you're stumped. Well, it, well, based on all the other feedback we got, it was either a flower or a picture of a dog or something. <coughs> I don't know. Sister J, question two. In the claimed episode, there was another picture Michelle was looking at in the hallway. She was standing in front of it as she was answering Carl's question. What was depicted in the painting? I will give you a hint. We see what was depicted in the painting in the, in the Us episode. Tick tock, tick tock. When you are sunflowers. ready, sunflowers. You can read the answer below. Yeah, I think it was sunflowers. It's sunflowers. Question three, Sister K. In the Too Far Gone episode, Dizzy Lizzie wore her hair in a particular style. What was it? We know that. There was another painting, Carl. <coughs> yeah, a side, a side braid or ponytail. There was another painting Carl brought Michonne of a woman who had a single braid draped over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. The picture was altered, which could have implied how she might have lost her mind. The questions I asked were not random. When our group entered Terminus, they passed a bunch of sunflowers. Yep. The woman who graded them had a braid draped over her one side of her shoulder. Yep. Just, just saying. Yep. There seems to be a tie in between Lizzie and Mary, the woman who met the group at the end of the episode. In which case, we may be expected to believe that Mary is a grown-up version of Dizzy Lizzie. Don't mm-hmm. sleep on her. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna freestyle rapidly now. You can comment on what you choose to respond to, ladies. Are there snipers at Terminus who are really protecting and all too inviting Mary? No, I don't think there's snipers, but they. She's there's got. Some, she's got a group though. There's somebody yeah. lurking around. You better believe they're surrounded. 
Is there foreshadowing of Maggie's death due to the picture burning scene? I think so, yes. I didn't think so until y'all said it, but yes, I think so. Sisters, are you outside or indoor cats? I'm an indoor cat, definitely. I think I'm an indoor cat, too. Mm-hmm. I like being in the house. I don't want to be in the woods. Well, but but I just like being in the house. I like being in the house. I got everything in my house that I want, that I use, whether it's electronics or, you know, TV or food or whatever, my wine, whatever, my books. I don't need to be out in the street. <laughs> But you know what? what? Wait a minute. I would like to add, even though I'm old school and you tend to be a little more calm and everything, but even when I was like in my early 20s and stuff, I'm an indoor cat. I just like being in the house. I never did do the party clubbing thing. I just never did. Okay. Then the next one is, why did Glenn lie to his boo thing about Tara? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Mm Mm-hmm. Prediction. If you watch the trailers for the episode finale, you see Rick really damaged. Why? Yeah. Did Carl get captured? I hope not. Did Daryl's group meet up with Rick and company and Rick mistakenly wounded Daryl in the attack? Did Rick have to get all medieval on someone's ass in order to save his own life? Well, Rick's got blood on him. Yeah, that's what he said. uh, Who is going to die in the season finale? Mm. I think it might be Tara, Maggie, or Carl. Let's throw in Bob since I never liked his ass anyway. (laughs) I'll leave Bob alone. I will be pissed if it's Sasha. I know. What do you What do you think? <coughs> People have been saying that Glenn was a fool for entering the tunnel. Yeah. How many times have we found ourselves in a situation where we made a dumbass decision? Let's get off our Monday morning quarterbacking couches while watching a television show about zombies and just accept that people make stupid decisions from time to time in real life. I don't make stupid decisions that will jeopardize my life in my entire life. I I have never done that. I will not go into a dark-ass tunnel with hardly no bullets in the middle of a zombie apocalypse with one other person who's limping who can't help my ass fight nothing. Exactly. Try no, I but would you not know what? I mean, since you have related it to real life, I can honestly tell you that in my whole entire life, I have never, not one time, put myself in a dangerous situation. You know, like like walking in a neighborhood at night or stuff. I don't do that shit. I don't put myself in no jeopardy. No, that's not a part of my personality or my makeup. I just don't. Okay, Sister J. Well, but hey, most people don't knowingly do that either. Please. It's all, it's, most of the time people are. Oh, how, uh, hey, please. Uh, there's a whole anyway. lot of people that like risk and, and they, they're risk takers and they, they like that, that, that adrenaline rush. Pfft, not me. Okay. Myron says, I don't think we will be introduced to cannibals or hunters this season as has been introduced in the comics. It would be too predictable. If the writers of the show do follow the comic, then the writing of the show will be lazy and predictable. It's already been lazy and predictable. I hope they change things up a bit. They won't. It's been a pleasure sharing feedback with you, sisters, on one of our favorite shows. I just started watching House of Lies, and I'm very interested in a sister's point of view of that show. I don't watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, Well, winter is coming soon enough. I will look forward to joining your podcast on Dim Thrones. Yay! Until then, Myron. Thank you, Myron, for that email. And I don't watch House of Lies. I've seen commercials on it. It doesn't interest me. I need to watch. So I won't be watching. I am gonna. It's in my list of things to watch, but that's gonna be a long time. It's not in my list nowhere. Thank you, Myron. Thank you. Okay, our next email is from Shalita. Hey, Shalita. 
Okay, so let me go ahead and play that, and then she has some things that she wrote afterwards. Cool. Hey, Sister Speak. This is Shalita from Philly. Just a real quick one. This episode was alright. Felt like filler, but at least we moved along with the plot, and everybody, well, most of the groups are made it to Terminus, and I was happy to see Maggie and Glenn reunited, but Glenn was stupid. Gone in that tunnel like that. Idiot. Man, it, that's some crazy love right there. <laughs> anyway, um, I was listening to the Walker Stalker Com panel they have it on their podcast, and they had the first one they did was Glenn and Maggie, and the first question, of course, was, why isn't Maggie concerned about Beth? So Lauren Cohan, who plays Maggie, answered that she felt that Beth was with Glenn some kind of way. Like, Glenn was with a group of people from the prison, and that's where her sister was. Of course, when she found Glenn, and her sister was nowhere to be found, you didn't see her asking about her, even after Sasha specifically mentions Tyrese. So, we'll see. Personally, though, I'm thinking Beth is on the grill. Because clearly there's some shady stuff going up in that Terminus place. Any place named Terminus, that's not a happy sounding name. And then here you walk up and those gates aren't locked. There's no people around. And it's this one lady with a giant grill. Hmm. Like, that ain't suspicious. Okay. That's really all I have to say for this week. Oh, and... Uh-oh. Those guys with China Beach Dude, a.k.a. Jeff Cobra, a.k.a. Plain Joe, are headed after Rick and the gang. That ain't good. But clearly, Daryl's not going to let them hurt them. Hurt Rick and Michonne and Carl, please. And Carl could take them. <laughs> I think Carl could. <laughs> but, uh, can't wait to hear your podcast. It should be very, very interesting. Okay, that's all I have to say for now. Until next time, Shalita. Oh, thank you, Shalita, for that voice. Thank mail. you, Shalita. That is hilarious. Beth is on, on the, the grill. grill. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right, though. You know, um, yeah. And I agree with your comments about Daryl, too. There is no way he is going to let those rednecks hurt Rick or Michelle. Oh, no, he won't. Or Carl, no. He won't. He won't. He won't, yeah, so. he'll fight him. Yeah, he'll be fighting him from the back. Rick will be fighting him from the front, and he'll be fighting him from the back. Yep. So, yeah. And then Shalita also mentioned um, that she for, uh, forgot to mention a few things in the, in the audio. Okay. She was trying to keep it short for Sister J. <laughs> she says, um, I, be- I, I appreciate it. I believe that, I believe what I mentioned in the last email was how hilarious Eugene was hitting on Tara. I know. It was nice that Rosita stuck up for her. And at least she had pants on. Yes. But I would want more than leggings between me and the walkers. Hmm. Like some denim or corduroy or something. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> and SpoilerTV.com called Joe's group of flunkies the red shirts. <laughs> Love it. That's because they don't want to say rednecks. Because clearly they will be dying soon. Laugh mm. out loud. They have a poll on who is going to die in the finale. Them, definitely, I think. And probably Joe. I think Beth is already dinner. Mm. Like those <laughs> Like, those were her ribs on the grill. I think so. And after she burned that pick, I don't think Maggie is going to make it either. Mm. If not her, then Glenn. One, if not both, will be gone, I think. I think so, too. I hope not, because I like them, but we shall see. I don't. And I doubt all four black folks are going to make it. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Yeah. Highly unlikely, considering that I kept expecting Tyrese to die as soon as they introduced Bob. Mm -hmm. Michonne should be safe. At least she better be. 
And I really like Sasha, so I don't want her to go. We mm-hmm. shall see. I know. I know. Well, one of them going to go. At least yeah, because until you mention it, Shalita. Oh, I've been thinking. I forgot. Damn, there's four black people on there. So, they, yeah, they're going to off some of them. Hopefully, this email actually gets to y'all. I hope. I'm copying it in. Yeah, because she had some problems trying to send us her voicemail. Yeah. So, I think until the- next time, Shalita. P.S. I had some cute Game of Thrones stuff in the first email, but forget about it now. Joffrey's on the cover of Entertainment Weekly, yep. and everyone thinks the new season is darker. Yep. As if last season was a stroll in the park. <laughs> I, know I know it. I know it. How much darker can they ever oh, get? But it's supposed to be real dark. I know. Yeah, I Ooh. can't wait. I can't wait. Ooh, I can't wait. Thank you, Shalita. Thank you, Shalita. Thank you so very much. For trying to get us this, this voicemail so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like some people going to die in the finale. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yep, I think so. Because we really haven't had a lot of our group die this and, season. And to make it more shocking and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna kill off some of the characters. Okay, our next email is from, uh, looks like it's from Curtis. Hey, Curtis. Um, I discovered y'all last year as I was trying to find other Game of Thrones podcasts. I like y'all's the best because I can't keep a straight face when listening to them. <laughs> my job is printing, and when things are going right, I can just be monitoring my station for up to six hours, just chilling, bored out of my mind. Last week, I was listening uh, to some season two Game of Thrones, and even though I read the books and watched every episode, y'all point, y'all's point of views brought the characters home to me. Example. I never noticed just how often Cersei loves that wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she be sipping that wine. Hell, she might can put Tyrion down if they went cup for cup. <laughs> also, never notice how close to the ground his carrier was. <laughs> Curtis! <laughs> Curtis! That's right, Curtis! That's right! Uh, <laughs> Woo! The last Walking Dead ep was all right, but they just stringing us along for season for the for next season. Yeah, I think we got some cannabis at in Terminus. Yeah, that might have been Beth Burgers on that grill. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope they don't go all red wave and kill off Rick. That would be so wrong. Oh, it would be wrong. No, giving him his daughter back and bye bye. I don't think they're gonna do that. He can't take another beat down this soon. He could barely breathe after the last. <laughs> I don't know if this is a long-ass message, but it's my first one. Besides, that was a long-ass broadcast last week. <laughs> it was. Keep up the good work, sisters. <clears throat> Curtis. Thank you, Curtis. Thank no, you, Curtis. No, Curtis. That was, a, that was a nice email. That wasn't a long-ass email at no, all. No, that was good. That was a good one. That's a good link. And we so. hope you write in for them thrones. Yeah. That's ooh, right. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. Okay. okay. Our next email is from Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey, sisters. Hope you're enjoying springtime down in Texas. Yep. Only one more Walking Dead, and then it's time for Dem Thrones. Dem Thrones. I'm so excited. First of all, my beverage of choice is bourbon. Uh-oh. Because I've had a long-ass week, and I'm ready for this Terminus episode already. I was so bored watching this episode. I felt like Sister J listening to one of our long-ass emails. <laughs> <laughs> I'll break it down for you by character again this week. All right. Michonne, Carl, and Rick. Their whole scene was just to show us a candy bar wrapper, right? Yeah. Shaking my head, Michonne and Carl are the cutest BFFs on earth. I know. I just love the, those two together. I think they both feel the missing pieces in their lives. 
Carl's mother and Michonne's son. Yep. I always think it's so sweet to see them interact. They better not get fucked with in the finale. I know it. Oh, I know that's Ooh, right. Oh, I know it. That's going to be a But you know, hey, ooh, they better not. Daryl. Poor Daryl has to hang out with these fucking necks. <laughs> I like that. Next. Yep. Stealing that one from Lafayette, she says. Uh-huh. Who carries half a rabbit around in their backpack all day. Yeah. Shouldn't you eat that pretty quickly? Yeah. Damn, this show wastes fucking time. Mm-hmm. Do they really need such an elaborate excuse to kill the dude that was starting shit to explain how hard these characters are? Mm-hmm. I'm bored with these dudes, but I do wonder if Daryl can break free and head to Terminus. Because I really, really hope that one guy doesn't remember Rick from the house. Oh, he does, though. I think he does. He does. And I don't like the idea of them all meeting up. Mm-hmm. Tara, over it. When she fell down in the tunnel, I said, leave her, Glenn. Yeah, leave her ass. Also, why were there so many walkers in that tunnel? Mm-hmm. I'm sure the noise of the collapse was loud, but damn, that seemed excessive. It I was an like, awful lot, though. I felt like there were people in that tunnel, and then they got bit, and then they got killed up in that tunnel. Yeah. Mm. Eugene, over it. I could only handle about 10 seconds of him talking before I was hoping for a walker to come out and chomp him in his mullet. <laughs> Even though he annoys the hell out of me, he did totally time that shit perfectly and helped save the day. He did. I was mildly, imp- mildly impressed by that. The fact that Maggie, Sasha, and Bob just happened to show up at the same time was a bit ridiculous, though. I know they were all traveling in the same direction, but to happen upon each other at the same time, the same bat time, yeah, same bat channel. What else they going to do? Come on now. Well, they're all on the tracks. So I kind of, uh, uh, I'm okay yeah. with that. Yeah, I'm um, okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, me too. Glenn and Maggie. I was happy to see him and Maggie reunited. That was cute. Everybody says that. I don't. Although I can't believe he lied to her about Tara. I don't know what <laughs> he was supposed to say, but you shouldn't lie to your wife. Zombie apocalypse or not. He could have been like, this is my platonic friend Tara. We'll talk later. Oh, baby, I missed you so much. Your hair looks so good. (laughs) (laughs) After this episode, I'm worried about those two. When she went to burn that picture and she said some stuff about you don't need it or whatever she said, maybe you shouldn't be so presumptuous, Maggie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Terminus. Fuck that place. It looks creepy. It has unlocked doors. There is nobody around. But you know people are watching you. Oh, yeah. Why is there honey in a honey trap? Mm -hmm. Because it's a trap. Yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. I like that. No, I definitely think that whole setup was a, the creepy funeral home was a trap. Mm-hmm. They lure people in with a white trash brunch and snatch them up when they're trying to run. Mm-hmm. If Beth is there, I hope she's in one piece. Nope. Now I'm extra worried for Tyrese and Carol. Do they already make it there? I don't know. And I don't like that place at all. This is going to be one hell of a finale. Mm. Hope that wasn't too long, Sister J, but it probably was. No, it wasn't. I can't help it. Thank you, sisters, for another week of podcasts. Always looking forward to it. I even got one of my friends who doesn't watch The Walking Dead because it's too scary to start listening. So please say hi to Mrs. Swarty. Hey, Mrs. Swarty. Hey, Mrs. Swarty. I'll be thanking you twice over once True Blood starts up again because she can go to the sisters instead of coming to me to hear what happens. Yeah, we'll be podcasting True Blood. She'll probably kill me for that one. Laugh out loud. <laughs> Take care, sisters. Erin. Thank you, Erin. Thank you, And that Aaron. wasn't too long, ass. It's a teeny bit long, ass. A but little you bit know. long, yeah, but just not a too little bad. Bit. But yeah, that, that was good email. That was funny. And you know what? 
A whole bunch of y'all said, oh, I really like the reunion between Glenn and Maggie. I didn't care. I thought it was lackluster. I didn't care. Well, I mean, I, I like the fact that they finally got... I didn't care. Well, mm. yeah. I can see that because they, they are making them a little whiny, sappy. Mm, yes. But I feel like y'all are right. Something is not going to last too long with that one. Hey, that'd be fine with me. Okay, and our last email of the day is from uh, Liz from Seattle. Hey, Liz. Hi, sisters. Before I jump into claimed, I have to respond to the three-star reviewer who said your podcast could be better. (laughs) No, it couldn't. I want you to stay loud, Sister J. And cussing, Sister K. Yeah, could she be cussing? There are plenty of quiet, safe, boring podcasts out there for people who like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yawn. Please, sisters, don't change a thing. Oh, we not. Now, on to the episode. First of all, I hope Sister J is happy that Rosita put on a pair of pants oh, yeah. and dodged the trick hole bullet. Oh, yeah. She had a lot more to say this episode, and so far, I like her. Mm. She is not afraid to speak her mind. I like her, too. She's all right. I love Carl and Michonne sharing the candy bar, and Rick looked... Rick looked halfway happy watching them laugh. I know. He did. One of those rare positive moments in the show. And, of course, Daryl the Tracker finds the fresh candy bar wrapper. He is so good at reading tracks. I bet he has already seen their footprints, put two and two together, and knows who they are following. I think he does, too. See, I think he knows. See, I didn't put it together like the tracking aspect of it. Because Daryl is an expert tracker. So, And he would have seen, like, Rick wears some boots and stuff. He wears those cowboy boots. They they have a distinctive heel, so yeah. Sister J mentioned a while back how the redneck band likes to claim things. Mm-hmm. What a great observation because this week they went into depth about their claiming rule. Yep. I think I'm gonna call I'm gonna excuse me, I think I'm just gonna call them the claimers from now on. <laughs> or the proclaimers, like John said. <laughs> yeah, I like the proclaimers. I like that. It was interesting how they had come up with this basic social organization with its own simple rules. Yeah. It challenged my stereotype that after the apocalypse, the world will be pure anarchy, every man for himself. Even these really rough characters have their own laws and a leader who serves as judge, jury, and executioner. Mm -hmm. But damn, I started to feel nervous for Dale when I saw the penalty for lying. Yeah. The mullet dude Eugene. I'm actually starting to like him without changing my opinion that he is no damn scientist. That's right. Mostly, I just appreciate that he went back for Glenn and Tara. I got the impression he had spent a lot of hours in his parents' basement playing World of Warcraft <laughs> and living off of Doritos and Mountain Dew. That's what everybody says. He's been in his parents' basement. Dang. <sighs> he's a grown-ass man. Maybe he's in his own apartment. You know, the one thing I didn't, we didn't mention that mm. I thought interesting is that scene with him and Rosita arguing about navigating. And he said, look, I got us from Houston... To hear with no problem. She's like, well, almost no problem. So yeah. they started out in Houston. Yeah. And they ain't no basements in Houston. So no. just to let y'all know. He might have been in a side room or something. <laughs> he wasn't in no basement. <laughs> yeah, because that's the one thing I don't like about Texas. Ain't nobody got a damn basement. Well, damn. the ground's too, it's mm. not good enough for that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, how? Um, let's see. However, it seems like Eugene has some useful knowledge that makes it worthwhile to keep him alive, even if he can't cure zombieism. <laughs> when Tara found the coin and he said they could use it to make a battery, I had to laugh. 
That method of making a homemade battery he described was in a book my kid brought home from the grade school library called Electrical Experiments. <laughs> it goes to show that there is a lot of technology that would not be too hard to rebuild as long as the survivors have the right information. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. That's a good point, though. That's a good point. Terminus. I think we found Hansel and Gretel's witch. I yeah, also, see. Yep. I also don't think that it's a coincidence that the Terminus map looks like a spider web. Ooh. Community for all, huh? Then where's the community? Nobody home. It reminds me of the island that Odysseus landed on with Cirque the Witch. Yep. She lured all his men with a good meal, then turned them into pigs. Yep. What kind of barbecue do they serve that, here? Uh, yep. Ooh. I think Beth is already in or nearby. That was Cersei. Uh, is that how they pronounced it? That, that's that's the name of the the enchantress that, yeah, that lured them there, okay. Cersei. Um, I think Beth is already in or nearby Terminus. As far as I can tell, the Rick Michonne Carl group is going to reach Terminus next. Then the claimers with Carol, Tyrese, Judith bringing up the rear. Rear, I can't wait. Yeah, that's gonna be good. I have to sneak in a Game of Thrones <laughs> mention. Sister K, they had to cut Jamie's hair to show how he's growing apart from his sister. Yeah, Cersei is a ni- narcissist who thinks Jamie is basically just an extension of herself. Yeah, the way they looked alike with the flowing blonde hair is all part of that. I bet his haircut haircut burns her as almost as much as the missing hand. It also looks like they have let it go partly gray, which I think is realistic for the character, considering the things he's been through. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Bye, sisters, and don't look at the flowers. I hope my email was not too long as Liz from Seattle. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. It wasn't too too long as. I mean, yeah, we like that. But, (sighs) yeah, I noticed, uh, yeah, I did notice Jamie's hair is all cut and everything. And, of course, he's all clean and everything, too. Yeah, shaven. Which is great. Which I like the shaven part. Yeah, he looks much better clean shaven and stuff. Yeah. so. Yes. Well, oh, I thank wait. y'all very thank much. Thank y'all so much this for is, this awesome feedback. This is almost going to be as long as the other one, but I don't think it's as long. No, that was a lot. Not quite of feedback. We love it, though. We love it. We love so, it. So we need to get that same amount of feedback for our last episode next week. Yep. Um, so you can send us an email at sisterspeak at gmail you can leave a comment on our website, which is sisterspeakpodcast.com, which we have refreshed yeah. for spring, so it's got a new look and feel. Looks really good. And um, Sister we, Kay did all that work. Yes. And we also are trying to start using a Google our Google Plus page, which is Google Plus slash sisterspeakpodcast. Um, we are also on Twitter at underscore Sister K and underscore Sister J. Uh, you can leave a voicemail at our voicemail number at 972-755-1215. And we have um, our Facebook page where you can talk with other listeners and Sister Speak family members. Yep. At facebook.com slash podcast. Yes. Whew. Ah. Okay. So, everybody, <laughs> make sure to get your feedback in by next Thursday. Because that's when we'll be recording. And do not forget about our um, tagline contest for Game of Game Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yep. All right. That's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time. Bye.